MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's Thursday, April 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a stolen car, an in-service SEPTA bus, and a minivan were all part of a chain reaction crash in Philadelphia's Lawncrest section early Thursday morning. The crash happened shortly before 1.30 in the morning uh, near Unruh and Rising Sun Avenues. Uh, police say a stolen Hyundai careened into a minivan. The minivan then hit the SEPTA bus that had three passengers on board, and then the SEPTA bus crashed into a bank. Mm. The Hyundai was stolen last week in northeast Philadelphia and fits the description of a car used in multiple robberies, police said. The driver of the stolen car, who is believed to be in his late teens or early 20s, got out and jumped into a Volkswagen that had been following the stolen Hyundai. The Volkswagen fled the scene, but a front seat passenger was left behind in the stolen car. That passenger was unresponsive, suffering from severe head trauma. Police said he was taken to the hospital in critical condition. I um, was watching uh, the news uh, about this this morning, and uh, the bus was one of those double bus. Yes. And I heard it was referred to as an articulated bus. I had never heard that term before. Because it's got the, the little accordion thing. Accordion, but I've yeah. never heard that. I call it an accordion bus. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it made that noise as it makes turns? <laughs> like it's literally an accordion. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We should push for that. We should. I, it's it's kind of wild that every shot that you see of the accident scene, there is a sign for, of a of a lawyer on the back of the bus. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Prominently displayed. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yes, of yeah. course. Well, I mean, it's crazy. So the passenger was unresponsive. They left him there. Um, then the 31 year old driver of the minivan was trapped. The fire department had to remove the driver's door to get the victim out. Now the minivan driver is a small business owner, and police say that someone stole cash out of the minivan while he was trapped in the front seat. Oh, so they went into the car, got the cash. And left dude in there. How oh loathsome. Right? Just disgusting. Wow. Uh, the driver of the mini- minivan. I would contact that lawyer. Was, yeah. <laughs> was listed in stable condition. <laughs> the three passengers on the SEPTA bus got out and left. Police say they didn't even stick around as witnesses. The SEPTA bus driver, who was in his 60s, was taken to the hospital in stable condition. So you mentioned it was a Hyundai, Kathy. I was reading an article about <clears throat> how they're trying to push Hyundai uh, and, I guess, Kia. Yes, to, to fix the issue. To issues. fix that issue, yeah, because they're getting stolen like crazy. Yeah, I saw that too. Pico was called, uh, was called to examine wires that appeared to be damaged from the bus hitting them. Philadelphia's License and Inspections Agency looked at the bank and determined that it was there was not a threat of collapse. Police are still looking for the driver of the stolen vehicle and the mail that took the money from the minivan. Multiple students were taken to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia after being exposed to a tainted beverage at school on Wednesday, according to police. The Crossroads Accelerated Learning Academy, located on the 4300 block of Westminster Avenue, was placed on lockdown by police at 12 o'clock yesterday due to the investigation. According to officials, the beverage was grape juice, apparently tainted with an opioid-based substance. Hmm. Students who are between the ages of 13 and 16 were exposed to the beverage at the West Philadelphia School. This is wild because I drink a juice called Taint and it tastes like grape juice. <laughs> Five of the students were hospitalized and another seven were released to their parents. The hospitalized students were placed in stable condition. Wow. Officials said their symptoms included lightheadedness and vomiting. As Bed Bath & Beyond and Bye Bye Baby are getting ready to close their doors for good, their going out of business sale started on Wednesday. Many were hoping for good sales but ended up being discouraged because the chain is only 
offering a 10% discount on everything right now, and the famous 20% off coupons are not being accepted at this time. So you're getting less of a yeah. good deal than you normally yeah. would when this place is going out of business. Yeah. Now, this is just the beginning stages. Wow. I would imagine... When as, it gets more desperate? Uh, well, right. uh, towards the end, they're, they're going to have better deals, but is st- stuff still going to be left in the store? I don't know. Every time I've gone to a place that, you know, oh, they're having a going out of business sale, yeah. there's never anything I want. Yeah. I, I know. It's already, it's already empty. Well, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, they get to the point where it's like they're selling the uh, the racks, like yeah. the display yeah. racks and things up. And and the light I wonder what I could do with <laughs> that. I actually right. had one. Right. So when Strawberries and Clothier closed down I in, I know, in yeah. Springfield, it closed down. And I lived in an old house. And my house was built in the 1800s. Closets uh, either didn't exist or they were tiny. So... Uh, my mom got me a clothes rack, a round clothes rack. Awesome. That was, Are you serious? You had I, a round clothes rack? I had rack? a round clothes rack because I lived on the third floor, which wasn't equipped with closets. So, oh, my God. That's so funny. And I basically had two rooms. In my one room, I had the bed in it. And the other, other room was a giant room. It was essentially my closet. But, yeah. You I had, had a whole room as a closet? That's awesome. I, I, listen, I know that sounds privileged or whatever, but it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it was a... It was a Hot as hell. You, you oh, said the yeah. AC was... Non-existent. Yeah. Well, because they had those sliding windows, right, that, right, um, right, that didn't have. Um, yeah. So in the summer, I slept on a chair in my brother's room. <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, I, I mean, that those are the things that I hid around. in as a child, sure, and as an adult. I tell you, I, I'd love to have one of those now if I had the room. But I never heard of Bye Bye Baby. Babies I are can't us. You guys have never heard of well, Bye Bye yeah. Baby. Well, you know why? Because there's not, there weren't any stores in this area, right? And that, where I was why. when we were. Um, Registering for a child, like the, you know, kids stuff. We had uh, the baby supermart, which was in Lawrence Park Shop, or uh, I, don't know, I think it's still there, but industrial. And then we had Babies R Us. So th- those are the two baby stores that where we you went got, to. Yeah, where you registered and got all your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the commercial for USA Baby when we were USA? No. no. Yes, I do. USA Baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, wait, I don't. no, I don't remember. Oh, okay. That. okay it was a bunch of moms. It was. It was a poorly. Produce commercial. Uh, USA, baby. USA, kid. <laughs> no, that's... Secret. Merci, your face. Uh, all right, anyway. Are we done with this? We're, we're, yeah, we're okay. done. Let's okay. move on. There's better stuff. More news. Yeah. All right, so some people were hoping to score better deals but walked out empty Enough baby talk. Uh, many of them said that they will go back if the sales get better. Others, however, were able to make some purchases. Most customers were shocked when the announcement came out that the two big, big box stores were closing for good. Shoppers say they're already seeing stuff sold out online at Bye Bye Baby. I would imagine that stuff's going to get scooped up. Kathy, whatever happened to Babies, Babies, Babies? Is that still in business? <laughs> With the two closures, their focus will shift to online shopping. But keep in mind, those coupons are no longer being accepted. <laughs> if you have a gift card for either store, it can be used until May 8th. In sports this morning. Wait, one note. I forgot to add that I did hear, and I'll have to check on this, that the 20% off coupons, that uh, the Container Store is accepting them as competitor coupons wow. until, like, wow. the beginning of June. So That's you may nice. be able to use it at the Container Store. Okay, in sports this morning, the <laughs> Phillies came back to beat the Seattle Mariners 6-5 last night at yes. the ballpark. Yeah. Nick Castellanos had three hits and three RBIs. Alec Bohm hit a go-ahead single in the eighth inning in the first. 
the Phils overcame an injury to Taiwan Walker to get the win. JT Realmuto and Kyle Schwarber also drove in runs for the Phils, who came back from a 5-2 second inning deficit. They improved to 12-13 and with a win. Today can reach 500 for the first time this season. The series wraps up this afternoon. Matt Stram gets the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 105. Last night in the NBA, the New York Knicks beat the Cavaliers 106-95 in Cleveland. I, You know what? I'm so sorry, but I hate the way the NBA does this. They don't reseed, and I don't understand why. So, like, the number one seed is out now. Oh, I'm sorry. But, like, okay, we, we I'll talk about this later, but it is it is so dumb. I don't know why the, the best seed doesn't face the worst seed, and they don't do it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. With the win, the Knicks took the series in five games and will advance to the second round. The eighth-seeded Miami Heat beat the top-seeded Bucks in Milwaukee, winning 128 to 126 in overtime. Jimmy Butler led the Heat to one of the most stunning first-round playoff upsets in NBA history, scoring 42 points in Game 5 to eliminate the Bucks. so he can play. In the Western Conference, the Grizzlies beat the LA Lakers 116 to 99 in Memphis. The Lakers lead that series three games to two, and Game 6 is tomorrow night in Los Angeles. And the Golden State Warriors beat the Kings 123 to 116 in Sacramento. The Warriors now lead the series 3-2, and Game 6 is tomorrow night in San Francisco. In the NHL playoffs, the Florida Panthers stunned the Bruins winning 4-3 in overtime in Boston. The Bruins still lead the series three games to two. And in the Western Conference, the Seattle Kraken beat the Avalanche 3-2 in Colorado. Seattle is now up in the series 3-2 in game six is tomorrow night back in Seattle. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Oh, I just want to lead with this. You're having a baby. You think can't be beat, but you better decide where the baby's going to sleep. Come to USA, baby. Oh, you got knocked my up. Gosh. We can help. Yeah. And it's four pregnant women da- women dancing uh-huh. and singing. Is that what it was? That was yeah, a yeah, yeah. commercial. Oh, my God. It looks like an old commercial. Yeah, the guy's got a porn stash. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's just okay. like a 90s commercial. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Jeremy. Come down. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Thursday morning. Uh, and what do we have in store? A lot of stuff. So we have the Contra Cash keyword. A couple times this morning, your chance to win $1,000 MMRBQ tickets. All right, so listen up. Eight is when we will begin that. Uh, we are also going to have joining us today Scott Keenan. Yes. Owner of Keenan's mm. Irish Pub in North Wildwood. When are we going to talk to him about? Hmm. He'll be by around Bizarre File Time, so we'll talk to him. Then uh, we also have our buddy Cuz, Anthony Gargano, from our friends at the Fanatic down the hall. He's stopping in the NFL draft is tonight, so we'll get uh, his two cents. And also, comedian Rita Rudner will be joining us. Uh, Rita is going to be at the event center at Live Casino. On Friday, uh, tomorrow, and tickets are available now. You can go to philadelphia.livecasinohotel.com and read his crates. We will talk to her later on. I think she has the record for most solo stand-up performances by a headliner in Las Vegas. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, she had like a super long residency there. That's impressive. Excellent. And this morning, we will also have your chance to win tickets to the screening, advanced screening of... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume oh! 3 next what? Wednesday. Yes, I said it. What? And it's going to be hosted by Casey Boy and it's going to be at the Regal Warrington. What? I'm going to give away a pair of tickets right now. Nice. Yep. We'll take caller number 7 at 215-263-WMMR. And by the way, you can text the word GALAXY to 39333 and we'll send you a link to another chance to win passes that way. And if you don't win... 
Passes for the advanced screening, you can visit Rothman Roller Rink in Dilworth Park on Wednesday, May 3rd from 4 to 6 p.m. for a Guardians of the Galaxy-themed skate that is taking oh. place. All right, so uh, we have a bunch of these to give away, and uh, we'll spread them out uh, through today, tomorrow, and next week as well. So make sure that you uh, stick with us if you'd like to go. So call number 7215-263-WMMR, and that screening is next Wednesday. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Entertainment Report and Stupid Question are coming up, so hang out. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen up. Some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give away a pair of tickets to see Sarah Silverman on May 4th at the Met with a stupid question. If you can answer this correctly, we'll give you the tickets. How many chromosomes does the average human have in each cell? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, please call. How many chromosomes does the average Human have in each cell. All right, looking for that answer. We'll mention some uh, birthdays. Uh, let me see here. Today is the 27th day of April. Uh, we'll begin with the world of rock and roll. And uh, one of our favorite interviews because of a little clip uh, that he mentioned. Oh, yeah. uh, Ace Freely <laughs> yeah. has his birthday today of Kiss, former singer and lead guitarist. He did sing a couple of songs here and there. One, one of the songs on, on a playlist that I actually from his, I think his solo Kiss album, that pops up all the time in my rotation is back in the New York groove. Oh, I, that's a good oh, song. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. I'm going to play that one. Sorry, I was right. looking for something else. Here's what I don't like about this uh, system here is the... It stinks. Uh, I want to rock and roll all night has parentheses in it. So, yeah. like, if you type in, like, I want to, it doesn't, like, show up. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah, anyway, and do we not have back in the New York groove here? I, I don't know. It's not... It wouldn't be under Kiss, probably. It oh, may be under Ace okay. Freely. I'm not really we'll sure, so... The Ace Freely clip of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Casey's... I, I, unfortunately, I did not... Let Casey take a look at my birthday uh, list ahead of time. So I, I don't think we have it in there, Casey. Wait, what? So, okay, now I'm no what? big deal. All right, now what? No big deal. 
Okay. Uh, so Ace Frehley turns uh, seventy-two years old uh, today. I have, I've, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you look over my shoulder. Okay. And I'm gonna skip the other musical birthdays here. Okay. But do I need to get the Ace Frehley to? Because Steve will be mad at me if I don't. No. Get it. I, you, if you listen want to, yeah. You gave it the good college try. I respect your effort. All right. We're gonna do the goddamn spaceship. Okay. Right, yeah. It could be a full-blown show sure. with a, a goddamn spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. All this right. is—I I love that. It could be a full-blown show with sure. a, a goddamn spaceship. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a member. God, goddamn spaceship on the show. Doesn't sound like a member. Kiss sounds like someone who hangs out with Who's Lou. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, Kiss. All right. Uh, let's see. We also have actor William Mosley, who was in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Uh, he played Peter. You know, I never have seen those movies. I, I've seen them all. Uh, and they're pretty good. Nice. Um, you know, they're not on like a Harry Potter level. Right. Or a Two Girls in a Cup. Uh, it's, well, <laughs> yeah. what is, you know? So William Mosley is uh, 36 years old today. Sally Hawkins, uh, The Shape of Water. Yeah. Uh, wow. The lead in that, Blue Jasmine. Uh, she's got a very unique look about her. She's also in the Godzilla movies. The uh, She's one of the scientists. Okay. Yeah, she has a, like an every woman sort of look, but she's a great actress. 47 years old today. Uh, next, we'll go with Sheena Easton. Oh. Casey's on it. Scottish. Uh, That's singer. right. Yeah. She also sang Sugar Walls. Yeah, with Prince. Which is about your vagina. Supposedly, yeah. And, yeah, and you know who taught me that, Steve? Who? My freshman year nun religion teacher. Sister, uh, what was her name? Sister Mary Kelly. I'm like, she was the one who brought up uh, the vaginal implications of Sugar Walls? Yes. Yeah, wow. How uh-huh. did that come about? Uh, you know what? I don't remember. Uh, and that's the thing. Casey, I have something to tell you. Today, <laughs> Casey wants to tell us about how this song is about a vagina. Um, I couldn't tell you what the curriculum was about. And, uh, you know, maybe we were talking about, like, um, like veiled lyrics or whatever. Oh, okay. I have no idea why she uh, it up. a religion teacher, or I'm sorry, and that it was theology, right. would, would be teaching us that. But the only thing I gleaned from that entire year, <laughs> I'll tell you, because after you <laughs> get with that, you're going to see God. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell you anything else I learned that year in theology. No, that would blow my mind if a nun brought that up to me. <laughs> Another female singer celebrates a birthday today, Kate Pearson of the B-52s. I love the B-52s. Me too. A lot of fun. Great, uh, great vocals. Really unique, cool, fun. This in particular songs, yeah. This, this is song, song. Yeah. and a yeah. Deadbeat Club, great song too. Yeah. So Kate Pearson of the B52s turns seventy-five years old today, uh, and then we have a, a great drummer, Jim Keltner. He is a session guy, and he play. I don't have a list here. I didn't even yeah. look up a bio. He played with everybody. I mean, everybody. Uh, in the 1960s and 70s and into the 80s, he was just the dude who just sat behind the kit for so many different right, songs. He's be, 81 years old. Would it be safe to say that, like, maybe he played with these guys? Uh, they had a bunch of did, yeah. I'm pretty certain sure. he played with, uh, uh, with Steely Dan at some point. He might have been the drummer on Peg. Oh. I'm not 100% sure, but, um, yeah, he's just one of those dudes. He's great. Uh, he turns 81 years old today. I'm not 100% sure. Well, but just give him the credit. Yeah. This is kind of like his style. Kind yeah. of understated, but really, really um, tasty. He worked with all of the uh, Beatles except for John. Uh, I so- thought he did work with John. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't uh, like him. No, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. No, I really liked him. You liked him a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, he worked with him yeah. on uh, the rock and roll album. That's right. Yes, yeah. loved him, a dear friend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, okay, played with uh, Traveling Wilburys. Oh, look, he played with Bry Cooter, yes. my old friend. Preston, yes. you're from the United States. If you ever, you're probably good, close personal friends with Bry Cooter. Leave us alone. That's what we actually. It's like, dude, not let it go. We were in Ireland. We were broadcasting live from one of the Guinness Pub giveaways. I love that story, though, Brad. And for some reason, that dude locked on you. I don't know. Did you let him know that? Did he know you were a drummer? I I do not remember. Raikuda's not even a drummer. He's not. He's a slide guitar, blues (laughs) guitarist. So, all right, anyway. And then the last birthday, another musician, uh, uh, R&B singer Lizzo. I do my head toss. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? She turns 35. Uh, we have a, a picture of her, and she's holding, and it looks like an Emmy Award, Nick. Is she an Emmy winner? Yeah, oh. she won a primetime Emmy, Emmy uh, but I'm not sure for what. I, I've seen her two or three times. My uh, fiancé oh, loves Lizzo, and so I uh, saw her at the TLA, saw her at the Met, uh, Wells Fargo Center. She puts on a fantastic show. She's, really she's like a, a full-blown, real deal. Uh, a she's full-blown a, spaceship. spaceship. <laughs> she's enormous. No, the, the um, she's super talented. She's, she's a real really, deal musician. Really yeah. talented. She tells great stories up on stage. She really engages with the audience. It's, it's a great show. I think I she really won the Emmy like... for her, her drag. She's like a drag show, doesn't she? Like a, uh, a, big, a big girl. I don't know if it's drag Lizzo's. girls or not, but it's called Watch Out for the drag, uh, for the Big Girls. That's it. All right. Is that drag? Uh, no, it just might be big girls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I really like her music, but um, sometimes she can be, like, her personality can be a bit much. I I saw her a lot on Ellen. Ellen yeah. liked her and had her on a lot. She can be funny, but, like, sometimes I'm like, all right. I tell you, you what, know? though. When she, then Nick's right. When she popped up on The Mandalorian, I'm like, okay, we're done here. Uh, and she, her, two people that I really like. Yes. Her, her and Jack Black. And I was just like, what the Poorly hell are used. these doing in this episode? Stunt casting? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gimmick casting on a show that should not have had it. Uh, Lizzo, happy birthday to you. She's 35 years old. Let's see if we can get an answer to a super question this morning. How many chromosomes does the average human have in each cell? That is the question. We will go to Dave and see if we can get the answer this morning. Uh, Dave, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. All right, Dave. Dave! How many chromosomes does the average human have in each cell? 46. 46. Yeah. Yep. Hang on, buddy. Yay for chromosomes. Going to give you a pair of tickets to see Sarah Silverman Thursday, May fourth, the Met in Philly, and you can get tickets via Ticketmaster. Complete details are also available at wmmr.com. Preston at Bakery, we should open up chromoscones. Chromoscones, yeah, yeah. near near some sort of hospital. Forty six different flavors. Yeah, boom. How about that? And everything's like chrome themed. Yes, like that too. Kathy, get on that if you would. All right, please. Uh, so I was not aware of this. In an exclusive interview with uh, People Magazine published on Wednesday, Kevin Smith oh, has yeah. opened up about the complete break from reality he experienced last year. Uh, the clerk's director spent a month at Arizona's Sierra Tucson Treatment Center where wow. he received therapy centered on traumatic incidents from his childhood. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? Uh, he explained that he previously coped with these experiences by hiding behind, quote, a larger-than-life public persona. He said it was scary. Uh, at that moment, uh, I wouldn't have been averse to not being around any longer. I called a friend and said, I'm in a weird, dark place, and I need to go somewhere and get help. Isn't that wild? Wow. Because 
he was on the other side of a heart attack. He was yeah. on. He was healthy. Mm-hmm. Career's zipping along. Everything's going well. And that's when this hits him. Yeah, something. And none of us had. I mean, you know, obviously we have a friendship with Kevin Smith on, you know, on, on a. It's not like we pal around at, at his house, but on yeah. a professional level. These these things. Never heard of this. Started to to surface in his mind and, and send him to a, a, like he said, a dark place. Man. And he recalled a traumatic incident that occurred when he was six years old. Uh, during wow. which an older boy that he didn't know forced him to engage sexually with a six-year-old girl. He said, luckily, some adult did walk past the alley and was like, what's going on? Uh, he said, I've told the story in my life to other people, but always presented it as, oh, I played doctor when I was a kid. <sighs> and he said, adding that his therapist at the Arizona Treatment Center identified the incident as sexual abuse. She goes, doctor is, I'll show you mine, you show me yours. There's a third party instructing you what to do, and it's against your will. That's sexual abuse. So there are some things that have been digging at him that maybe he couldn't quite identify. And right. once he got in there, it happened to a friend of mine uh, who not nothing uh, sexual like that, but he started. He was he was having some issues, and he went to therapy, and something surfaced from an, an encounter with him and his dad that he didn't remember. Until he got into therapy and started talking about these childhood things. And the root of his anxiety went back to this little moment. Wow. Yeah. And it seemed kind of innocuous to him. But in the past, as he started to examine, he was like, you know what? That really did affect me more than I thought it did. That's Stuff crazy. that happens when you're a kid and you don't know how to process it. Yeah. And, it and then layers of life get added on top of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. And, uh, I, man, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad he got to the yeah. bottom of it. And that's why therapy, if something's digging at yeah, you yeah. And, and you have you have the opportunity to get and speak to a professional it can you know it, it can take you to places where you may never have considered that that really might be able to help you out airing out some of this dirty laundry or whatever it may be that's that's yep. bugging you so uh apparently it helped out kevin quite a bit so we're happy for him in that regard all right so on to another uh trouble uh issue uh bam margera uh his brother jess took to uh twitter on wednesday to share more details about the recent domestic dispute and this comes after the uh, police announced on Monday that they are still looking for him uh, after he punched Jess in the face and threatened uh, family members as well. And uh, as well, and responding to a fan, Jesse wrote, "I'm trying to stay positive. Bam really is the sweetest guy when he isn't messed up." And he says, "But since his meth habit, yeah, oh, meth is the, apparently man. the the new drug of choice for him, Preston." Oh. He said he's so unrecognizable, sad. and I really don't know what he's capable of. Seeing him screaming at a person that wasn't there, hallucinating, it's really scary and heartbreaking. He said, "Wow, he's, he's, he's got to be, he's got to be incarcerated, Lloyd. He's got to be." Um, Separated well, from that, he's got a. It's it's really interesting to have these stories back to back because clearly Kevin Smith recognized the problem and right. wanted wanted to seek change, yep. mm-hmm. and Bam does not seem to want to seek change at all. And and Steve, I don't disagree with you. I just I don't know what can help him at no, this point I, other than himself needing to recognize that he needs to seek help. I know what you're saying because the the, the thing you would think is he's got to get with the right people who can treat him, and so he's walked out of every mm-hmm. top I know, level I, I know, treatment I know. thing in the world. Not and I agree a thousand percent, but I always harken back to. Uh, uh, David Crosby, you know, and, and yeah. his, he went through all the top elite treatment centers and the, the spa treatment centers and all that stuff. And and what, what actually reversed his life, turned it around, was detention in a Texas prison. And that's what did it. And he said he's always he had always said it when he's alive, obviously, less so now that he's dead. Uh, Jess added in a separate tweet that Bam is with his girlfriend and her eight year old child. Ugh. 
Uh, he said his girlfriend has her phone. I'm obviously very worried about Bam, but I'm extremely worried about that. There is an eight-year-old child with him. Wait. Oh boy. I, I know. I, I, this is the first I've heard. It's the girlfriend's him. kid, right? No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but but this is the first I've heard that somebody knows where he is. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because he's married, so his girlfriend, his kid is with his wife. In L.A., right? His yeah. own kid. Yeah. And then the he is the, on the... His own. girlfriend has an eight-year-old kid. Right. Yeah. yeah. He says, I can't even imagine the environment in that car right now. I hope she's okay. She's the sweetest kid. She doesn't deserve this unnecessary trauma. So, well, Which they mean, that sounds like the the woman is a user as well, and they're worried about maybe. the kid being in there with yeah. him. Yeah, that's maybe. terrible. Yep. All right, something lighter, please. Uh, Joshua Jackson is turning up the heat in his new series, Fatal Attraction. In a recent interview with Variety, the Dawson's Creek star uh, shared that his wife Jody Turner Smith thinks of his steamy sex scenes. Uh, Vagina. He said. <laughs> He said, Jody is not fussed about my sex scenes. Uh, the sex scenes himself, themselves, Jody kind of enjoys them, actually. Uh, and he said, laughing is a weird thing where she's like a voyeur. So that works. Uh, if that's your thing, excellent. So this is a series? Uh, yeah. Based on the movie, obviously. I assume so, yeah. Yeah, it is. I, uh, was it on HBO Max or something? one of those? Uh, so last year, the Queen and Slim actress told Vanity Fair, "I can't wait to see my husband effing on screen again." Oh my god! She said, "Did you watch the affair?" I'm like, "Let's go. He's sexy." So she's into that. Vagina. There you Have go. Have you seen that? It's floating around. They uh, this guy has made it his mission to replace every actor in every sort of great pop culture movie with a, a deep fake of Arnold. Delivering the same dialogue, no. and no. in uh, Basic Instinct, um, it, their the Sharon cross. Stone leg crossing scene—it's hilarious. I need to see that. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, thirty-third birthday party over the weekend ended with a police helicopter and a bullhorn. It wasn't clear how the authorities got involved, but the party did consist of a lot of fire. In a <laughs> video posted by him, he's seen shooting flames six feet into the air out of what looks like a long gun. And at the same time, you can hear the police over a speaker say, the party's over. You guys need to leave. Go home. The party is over. Yeah, so. Call your mothers and have them pick you up. Yeah, so apparently he had some kind of thing that was shooting fire. It's like DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, wouldn't you love to shoot a flamethrower? Well, you know, Elon Musk was selling them for a while. I know. And, and, I, want, and I was like, do I get one? No. And uh, no, you could. They, they sold out immediately. No. no. And you'd go out and what? Shoot it a couple times, and there you go. That's, it. I mean, it, that's something you borrow from someone. Not unless you use it to mow your lawn. lawn. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, all right. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Sharon Stone, Steve, uh, she is the latest actress to voice her opinion on Kim Kardashian joining the cast of American Horror Story. Nice beaver. Uh, the actress. Commented on a recent Instagram post by Access Hollywood detailing uh, Patty LuPone's objections to the Kardashian star joining the franchise. And she wrote this pretty interesting comment. She wrote, well, you know, acting. It may not be brain surgery, but we do treasure our art. We studied. We suffered. We do suffer for it. 10,000 hours. It's a thing. So essentially she's saying 
Kim doesn't deserve to be. <sighs> yeah, she doesn't. Doing this. But it, it joke about stunt casting, and that's um, what they're doing. But she was referencing Malcolm Gladwell's book uh, Outliers, the story of success, in which he writes that it takes ten thousand hours of practice to become an expert in something. Thank you. You're welcome, Kimmy. Uh, Glenn Powell and Gigi Paris, we had mentioned this yesterday, have been dating since 2020, but Page Six reports that their relationships may, may be over. Uh, Paris shared a video of herself smiling and then turning Nothing around. Nothing is over! It's and, over! And walking away to Instagram. This one is over! On Wednesday. Uh, and she wrote, Know your worth and on to the next. I saw him with her, Sydney Sweeney, on the beach. There's no way he's coming back from that. <laughs> uh, she also un- it's over. She also unfollowed the Top Gun Maverick star, according that to was the sequel to Top Gun. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> Did you like it? I like it <laughs> because he never gave up. He flew to the sky like a bird. He said, "I don't care if all I can fly." <laughs> I'm in risky business. Yeah, make fun of me. Where are you? I still can fly this thing. I'll blow up your goddamn house. <laughs> Ram- the, uh, Rambo the Entertainment Report. Rambo movie <laughs> reviews. I didn't like it. <laughs> and I left the theater ran out of snow caps. Oh, so the whole theater experience. It all sucked. <laughs> he takes the whole experience. <laughs> How would he rate his movies? You know, you remember Siskel yeah. and Ebert had thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Rambo would have to. There'd be some explosion involved oh, or yeah. something along those lines, or different levels of. I give it six mortar shells. <laughs> No, the, uh, the 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 arrows with the bombs on them. Yeah, that's what I was oh, thinking too. Yeah. Six explosive tipped arrows. Yeah. Uh, so this comes just days after fans started speculating about a romance between Powell and Sidney Sweeney, as Rambo had mentioned. By the way, it's happening. If yeah. you look at them and you look at the body language, are you good at reading body language? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> it looks something like more. On. It does. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't see why it wouldn't. You know, they're both attractive and they're working together. They clearly have chemistry. All right, it's I, like you and Kathy. I, <laughs> please. Uh, I have some uh, bachelor news. Uh, on, Tuesday, on Tuesday's episode of her Unlocked podcast, Savannah Christley told former bachelor Colton Underwood that she knew he was gay when the pair went to the AMC Awards together in 2017. Uh, she said, when we fir- when we met the the first time, I knew you were gay. Like, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. And then I we went out to I that know. restaurant and you ordered penises. <laughs> the reality stars had no connection whatsoever, she said. I know. Uh, which Underwood said was for obvious reasons. And he added, when I say it's not you, it's me, I truly meant that. And obviously, I've proven that at this point. Uh, Chrisley recalled, I remember looking at my friend Emily, and I was like, he's totally gay. Ah. Uh, And she was like, no, he's not. Ah. (laughs) She's exactly that, by the way. She was the one who was was kicked off the flight for um, just recently. Oh, that was her. That was her. Yeah, she's one of the Chrisleys. Yeah, I've seen him interviewed, uh, and uh, I like him. He seems like a like a regular dude. Uh, I want to play a clip. Did anybody, uh, Marissa? Did you send over the Keanu Reeves yeah, we uh, got clip? It. Okay, so Keanu is doing a, a signing uh, thing in this. Uh, I don't know I, what kind of shop he was in, but this nine year old kid comes up and tells him what a fan he is, and Keanu just runs with it. It's adorable. Yeah, it's really sweet. So here's uh, that exchange between those two. I'm such a big fan. What's your name? 
Noah. My name is Noah. Hi, Noah. I'm Keanu. You're probably my favorite actor in the whole world. Oh, my gosh, Noah. Best. Thank you. Did you see Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4? Yeah, he's my favorite character. Canada's greatest stuntman. <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it. I really liked playing Duke Kaboom. He throws his fist up in the air. Canada's greatest stuntman. And I, it's, it kind of plays so the part. Do you remember when, when you were a kid and you would see, if it was someone you knew from... You know, a movie or a television show. I remember when I saw the original Batmobile at a car show when I was like 11. And uh, you, could, you can't believe it. It's yeah. just, it's a monumental moment in your life. I remember yeah. seeing Doc Gooden at a baseball <laughs> card signing one time. And uh... no, it's it's impactful for sure. That kid's going to carry that memory the rest of his life. Keanu is just, the, uh, he is, um, he's likeable. the man. And, the, and in public and the way he treats people, very nice. He's a very likable guy, yep. Uh, so, let's see, some casting news. Bob Odenkirk has joined season two of FX's hit dramedy series, The Bear. The Bear. Oh. Yeah. Uh, character details for Odenkirk are being kept under wraps, uh, but the actor is said to be boarding the show as a get in a guest role. I, uh, I love that show. It's great. That, that show was terrific, and it had... So, there, to me, it's similar to Ted Lasso, uh, with less... You know, um, you have much more flawed characters. Yeah, it's and, and less right. comedy, but but more. But it it hits. It yeah. resonates. Nick Nick nudged me into watching it. He said that it 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 captures absolute anxiety and uh, um, just the chaos of working in a kitchen. Yeah, so much. So um, at, uh, and you know, like rush hour or at uh, at uh, at the lunch rush and, and stuff like. And that. you did. My I've wife yeah. worked as a, as a waitress in a, in a very. Um, uh, Active restaurant that we a family restaurant where people were coming in all the time. She says they nail it. And the yeah. uh, the the scene where Joel McHale uh, <gasps> berates uh, Jeremy Allen White at the fancy restaurant. Um, it, it's really great acting. Oh my god! What a what a dick! Yeah, <laughs> completely. And he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we asked uh, Irvine. Last yeah. time I was here, I said, you know, sometimes you see these uh, these scenes in movies or shows that that really push it a bit where the, the, the head chef is just an absolute bastard. And, and I mean yeah, mean yeah, 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 to yeah. people. I said it doesn't really happen, does it? He's like, oh, yes, it does. Yeah, there's a lot of egos in a There's kitchen. less of it now, but yeah. he said it absolutely is part of that culture. You know who supposedly had that sort of vibe going on was George Perrier. Yeah, well, he's uh, George was a perfectionist. Right, yeah. Probably, and, and, now, so and, and, and I think he softened over the years. Yes. But uh, it, he was one of those guys where it was really difficult to work for him, um, but you did it because of the prestige. Of yes, and that's what happens with this. Yeah, I think it happens more than we think. I had mentioned something when we had a chef on, and when we went off the air, he was like, is this who you were talking about? And so he knew exactly. It was a chef in local chef who had like a pretty bad experience in the kitchen. Wow. So nice. ironically, I was just talking about this last night. We, um, you guys know I do a food podcast. We hosted an event at Mana, and we had Nick Elmy on the stage doing the podcast live. And he mentioned that like his generation is the crossover. Like he worked for the George Perrier. He right. worked for the chefs where they were like throwing hot pans mm. at uh, their chefs if they messed up. Oh my God. And now, if you raise your voice in the kitchen, that's, like, unacceptable. Well, Marissa, that, I think of him so, when I watch The Bear. And I clearly think of, 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 of him. So, yeah, Nick Elmy. I, yeah. And I said to my wife, isn't that Nick Elmy? It's got you know, so to be. That was, like, the generation before, and now it's just that chill, like, we're all friends. We're all equals. Yeah, this can work if we all work together. Exactly. Well, in, in, the, in the series, he tells everyone, you know, he gives them all. She calls chef, them yes, chef. chef. Yes, yep. everybody, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gives them the, the, the moniker, it's which a, is It's a cool. fascinating. If you haven't seen the series, you yeah, know, you check so it out. 
It's it, really well worth it. It's on Hulu, and it will premiere the second season in June and stars uh, Jeremy Allen White as Carmen Carmi Brazado, uh, an elite chef who returns home to his family's Chicago sandwich shop and his older brother after his older brother dies of suicide. Uh, so, by the way, that became FX's most watched half hour series and took home trophies for wow. Screen Actors, Writers, yeah. and Producers Guild Awards. Uh, and White won a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a TV series for that. Um, and season one uh, is still available. If you want to check it out. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's a good watch. Yeah, and I will say, don't watch the last episode first. <laughs> That's what Kathy the did. There is, there is, there is, <laughs> I, there is literally like a, a massive reveal. Yeah. Yes. 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 The, and the, the entire uh-huh. season uh-huh. is sort of, they thread through the entire, which mind just not 200 episodes, but still it is a prominent Question throughout most of the episode. And mind you, when I wa- I'm watching the whole thing, I'm like, okay, this this part's going to be explained later. This will be explained later. All right, I have to remember this because this has got to mean something. And then when it got to the end, to that reveal, the, I, I knew immediately. I was like, you watched the last episode, and I went back, went in, looked, and I was like, mother. Uh, all right, a couple other quick things. Um, uh, there was a uh, a trailer for a short film called Strange Way of Life that debuted yesterday. Uh, and it features uh, Pedro Pascal and Ethan Hawke, yes. and uh, yeah, and it's a it's a gay cowboy story. I heard it's a short. It is. It's okay. a short film. Yes. So the film explores the relationship between Jake, who's played by Ethan Hawke, and Silva, who's played by Pedro Pascal, two cowboys with a romantic history. Uh, the official synopsis reads. Uh, a man rides a horse across the desert that separates him from Bitter Creek. He become he comes to visit Sheriff Jake twenty five years earlier. Both the sheriff and Silva, the rancher who rides out to meet him, work together as hired gunmen. Silva visits him with the excuse of reuniting his friend with his friend from his youth, and they do indeed celebrate their meeting. But this next morning, Sheriff Jake tells him. Uh, that the reason for his trip is not to go down memory lane of their old relationship. Uh, it is. It's going to premiere at Cons in or at uh, Con. It's Con, right? Yes. Yeah. In May. It's Scott Con's house. No. Uh, but it will reveal at Con in May. So, um, who's the director? Does it say? Yes, actually. Yeah, you know him, Steve. Uh, it is Pedro Almodovar. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the 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 Revenant. Okay, he did the uh, Revenant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's why the uh, yeah. cinematography looks right, so right. crisp. Uh, in this, so uh, look forward to that coming out in May. Uh, let's see. Also, oh, Red Table Talk is canceled. Yeah, <laughs> I never watched it. Anyway. Along with the rest of uh, Facebook Watch's original programming, uh, according to TV Line, the show's it's being pro- replaced by Orange Ottoman uh, production company Westbrook Studios, funded by Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, is reportedly looking for a new distributor for the series. Oh, so it's, it's coming end- back. It's ending there. My guess is that they're going to take it off that and put it on a, on a streaming service or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe so. All right, uh, I think we can move over to the clips now. Okay. Uh, let's go. Jury Duty is a new show taking a normal person and putting them in a staged scenario. And here, actor James Marsden discusses the concept of the show. Here we go. I was approached by the writers of the creators of The Office, <clears throat> who I'm a huge fan of that show, and, and my friend David Bernad, who produces White Lotus, and we've done a couple of things before. I said, we have this interesting concept for a show, which is eight episodes of uh, the, uh, uh, a cast of characters pl- uh, going to jury duty. But it's all fake. And then one guy who does not know the whole thing is fake. So I spoke to a friend of mine who's watching this show. Yeah. And they have one guy who, who is a, an average, who's not an actor. Everybody else are actors. It's kind of a reality oh. type of show. It's, they're kind of pulling one over on this guy. Um, James Marsden is in it. 
and he's playing himself. He's just been called for jury, jury duty. duty. And so here's a celebrity. Uh-huh. You get called into jury duty, and you happen to have a celebrity uh, in jury duty, and he's trying to get out of jury duty because he's a celebrity. <laughs> and I've heard, they said it's great, said it's hilarious. Oh, wow. so, it, it, so it kind of reminds me of the, the Ralph Garman series where they, you know, everyone, uh, it was like going to dating, a supposedly a reality dating show. Everyone was an actual paid actor except for one person. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a, an elaborate practical joke. This sounds like that. Yep, it's similar in that vein. So uh, Jury Duty is available now on Amazon Freebie. Here's the next clip. The second season of Firefly Lane follows the story of two... I can't wait. <laughs> two friends growing up to... No, to this get... is the end. Uh, fr- two Are you friends... sure you haven't watched the end for episode No, four? I didn't, I didn't. Two, friends, just, oh two friends growing up together over the span of four decades. And here, actress Sarah Chalk uh, talks about her favorite era of uh, her favorite era to film. I have an 80s dress up drawer in my house that existed like pre Firefly Lane. So I brought in some sweet stirrup pants and an amazing acid wash pink jean jacket to my first wardrobe fitting. And it's so fun to play something that's in a time period that's so specific. I don't, I don't want, I don't think I want to see it. Uh, Firefly and Lane season two is available now on Netflix. So this is the the last season, Kathy. Yes. Two season. Yeah, and I think it was, I believe it was split in half. I think this is the second half. Um, and yes, I believe that this is the end of it. This was the show that I told you about a while ago, where it's hard to watch Katherine Heigl in the '80s because she's so uh, botoxed and face oh, worked yeah. up that it's okay. like she it doesn't make right. it almost doesn't make sense in the '80s. Okay. Um, but what's, a, what's the plot? It's what's, a really good show. It's it's two friends that grew up together, and it's their life from when they were kids uh, until adults. And right now, going into the season, they're currently not talking and not friends. And oh. um, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's a good okay. show. It's like the Banshees of Industry. Uh, like I said, it's available on Netflix now. All right, there you go. That's uh, the Entertainment Report in a nutshell this morning on the President and Steve Show. Uh, we're less than an hour away from your first shot at winning $1,000 this morning. Uh, it's MMR's concert, cash. So hang in there, 8 o'clock, your first opportunity. And then we'll do it again at 10 and noon and 3 and 5 today. We'll take a quick break. We've got a cavalcade of guests on the program. Tell you about it in a bit. Stay with us. This weekend, MMR celebrates our birthday, and it's no jive. We're 55. 55. 55. And because of that, we're rolling out the Big Five. Big Five song blocks from the biggest and best MM artists from the past 55 years. Bands like Pearl Jam, ACDC, Foo Fighters, Van Halen, and more. Sit back and enjoy the rock, the roll, and everything in between. 55, 55, 55. Thanks, Philly, for 55 rockin' years. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Um, This mystery sound thing. Nick, oh, yeah. Nick yeah. found some kind of sound he wants us to listen to and try to identify. If you can. I, I like this. I think that you will enjoy the sound because I found it to be funny. And also reminiscent, Steve, of something that you and I both love. Oh. And I think that you and I... Baby's Day Out? <laughs> no, <laughs> it won't remind you of Baby's Day Out. All right. But I, I think you, once you hear it, Steve, you will think the same way that I thought. All right. I am very intrigued. Do you think that any of us will be able to identify what this is? I don't I don't know. I think okay. this it's is tough. something that Nick and I will share, and you guys will have to okay. be left out. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll watch the magic unfold <laughs> between you two. Uh, here we go. I'm going to play this. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I love it. There's more. Hang on. A little more here. Bird. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's some kind of animal for sure. Steve, what did it remind you of? Because it reminded me of something immediately. Oh, I it, 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 Nick, I have oh, to say, it has not. I do like okay. it. I think it sounds like uh, the end of the Batman movie, the the Joker's oh, Joker. laugh box. Oh. <laughs> it, I mean, it does, but that's not what it reminded me of. It, okay. it sounds Star Warsy. Let me. It, oh, it reminded me of the Imperial probe droid. Yes. on on Hoth. When uh, Han and Chewie are out in the ice, and you hear that thing in the right, right. 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 So that, uh, but I thought that was kind of too obvious. But okay. yeah, but I do know. Okay, so yes, we do. <laughs> I bet if we filtered that. <laughs> I always enjoyed that. By the way, whatever that brief moment in the movie, where yeah. It is. yeah. It's a good bet the Empire knows we're here. Yep. So. What is it? In fact, there it is. Wow! And back, you know, back at the base, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, I don't know what it's saying. Yeah. All right. Well, what the hell is it? it sounds like a it robot like a pleasuring itself. Uh, uh, you guys want to put in actual guesses? I'm gonna. Uh, um, I, I said turtle. I I think it's a it's a platypus. I don't know. Kathy was closest with stupid bird. <laughs> oh, a stupid bird! It's a white male ptarmigan. Uh, of course. Oh, my God. Now, uh, now I, I hear it. Now yeah. I hear it. Tarmigan. And, and so why yeah. is it emitting the sound? Is it a natural sound that it makes? It's the mating call ah. that it makes when it's uh, walking around in the snow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So here's video of it. Oh, my God. It looks like Martin Scorsese. What are you talking about? The bird with the giant eyebrows. Oh, you're right. He does have uh, <laughs> markings above his eyes that look like big, bushy eyebrows. <laughs> I didn't think of Martin Scorsese. Oh my God, he looks like Martin Scorsese. You know yeah. what? You know what animal looks like Martin Scorsese is a black schnauzer. You ever see a black schnauzer? I swear to God, you're like, oh my God, is that the guy who directed The Departed? Is it mainly because of the giant brow shelf? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the, the great Scorsese looks more like Martin. Uh, the, we're looking at it. Yep. There we go. A little bit. You might be right. All right. Uh, interesting. Thank you for sharing, Nick. The source of that is uh, interesting AF on uh, on Instagram, <laughs> and it's uh, it, the actual quote is the male white ptarmigan sounds just like an imperial probe droid from Star Wars. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. A lot like it. I do like it. All right. Um, what do we have here? Like twenty minutes or so to kill. You gonna do uh, it? Uh, yeah, City Beat. What? Oh, I think we're going to do God, City I'm Beat because I got some stories from in and around the area that uh, I think are worth bringing up. He's the man behind the beat who beats that meat over his oh-so-sweet feet. Scat to the Alright, uh, you know what, since uh, we led with the bird thing, uh, I have another bird, and Kathy might even like this, I know she doesn't care about birds, but uh, on World Penguin Day, uh, the Adventure Aquarium in Camden welcomed a new little penguin chick. Oh, that's cute. Sheila and Spud, a breeding couple, had another chick hatch uh, this past Tuesday, they uh, also welcomed another baby blue chick over the weekend. Uh, the sex of both chicks has not been determined yet, but the aquarium 
will have a gender reveal soon. And both chicks will be on exhibit with their parents for the next three weeks before they are moved behind the scenes. I love that, um, their area for the penguins. It's awesome. It is. Uh, it doesn't smell so great. But no. It's, no, no. Cute. Any penguin enclosure I've ever been at in my life yeah. stinks like dying corpses. Uh, so, so far, Sheila, Sheila and Spud had three chicks hatch. In addition to the recent chicks, a pair had welcomed one named Tater Tot. Tater Tot! In February. And uh, if you want to see the little blue chicks grow, you can visit Adventure Aquarium and uh, purchase your tickets and uh, go enjoy, which you've never been in the aquarium. It's great. It's a wonderful experience. I feel like I'm in an aquarium right now. It's like an ice box in here. I, Casey's warm, and he put the AC on. I, so. I'm going through menopause. I'm going I got menopause. Having, having hot flashes. That's menopause. why I'm wearing a jacket right now. I'm menopause. Freezing right yeah. now. All right. Uh, let's see. I have other city. I have a lot of city beach stores. So, yeah. Scooby Wow Wow. Scooby Wow Wow. So, a new rule at a South Jersey Little. Little League organization is being implemented to cut down on spectators fighting with volunteer umps. Uh, for years, officials with the Deptford Township Little League say a small number of spectators yell at the umpires for calls they don't like. And now league officials say that if you fight with the umps, you could find yourself making the calls. You're going to become the umpire. Uh, I like this idea. So Deptford Township Little League President mm. Don uh, Bazufi said they think that they can that the call was bad which always amazes me I want you to be the umpire for my little league team he says it always amazes me that they can see a strike better over there than the umpire can one foot in back of them uh, and he says it's gotten so bad two volunteer umps have quit in the past week uh-huh. they do I hear stories now it's been years since I've been to a little league game. But I've heard stories um, sort of peripherally from people who say it's gotten really bad. Yeah. Well, we're like in the midst of it. This is like yeah. Jace's sport and we're playing Little League now. Um, we like there's a little bit. I don't think it's at least where we play. It's not bad at all. But I almost feel like arguing with the ump is like part of it. Like it's almost when it happens, you're like, oh, look what's happening. And it's nothing. It, it, our guys are not getting crazy. Our parents are not getting crazy. Okay. There are you out there, but I just think it's like part of it to get annoyed that he called your kid out. Like, yeah, of course, I'm going to be annoyed when, if it's close. But some people take it to another level so much so that these people are quitting. Well, well yeah, I mean, and there's you know, there's brawls. Yeah. I, there, there was footage recently. I, it was kind of I think near us where <laughs> parents went down on the field, you know, out of their their little bleachers, and uh, it got really physical. Yeah, I've um, listen. I'm guilty of yelling at refs and umps. I uh, you know I've done it as coaches. I've done it as a uh, as a parent. Some of it I'm not proud of. You know, uh, others I'm like, you know, it's a little bit justified. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you, you would yell at, a, at a, adults will yell at a game. Mm-hmm. The difference is when you're yelling from removed, you know, stands, well, you're right up on the field when you're going to a Little League game. Here's the deal. And, and, I've, and I've seen it all, right? I've seen it where the parent is completely and totally out of line. Yeah. And I've been it all, right, where the parent, well, I've been completely and totally out of line. And I can admit that. But... Other times, like the ref, it's like, dude, can you just tune these people out? Sometimes they're yelling, okay, to the kid on the field, right? Supportive things that contradict what you just said, okay? You know what I mean? So I'm not saying, hey, umpire, you suck because you just called that a ball and it was a strike. I'm yelling to the child, hey, listen, that was a great pitch. Keep it up, right? And I and I've seen this, and like I had a, a saw an umpire quit. Before the first inning was even over. And it was, you know, and it was all because 
you know, the coach is yelling uh, to the, uh, the the pitcher. Well, that's like, just part of the mechanics of the game. Supportive things. Right, so, yeah. so, so I've seen it all. Like, and I've seen it. No, nah, I've seen it. And listen, I, th- I feel like people, but I don't know. I think it all gets kind of lumped into one giant thing where the parents are completely and totally well, what, out of What do you uh, think about this? Um, I think it's pretty wild. You yeah. know, like, are the parents going to get paid for it? <clears throat> well, I think, I think to me, what it, what this seems to indicate is maybe if you try it yourself, you might have a greater appreciation for what it involves. I've done it. Yeah, Stacey, yeah. to answer your question, if you fight with the umps during a game, you have to volunteer your time to umpire three games before you're allowed back as a spectator. They won't let you come back. Yeah. And you have to volunteer. No, you don't get paid. Okay. Volunteer. All right. Um, so that's part of the deal. And I would imagine it's more so than just, hey, that was a strike, man. You know, what are you doing over here? Uh, it's going to be more than that. Right. Uh, you have to be obvious. Uh, 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 what you don't want is those things that descend into brawls. Yeah. So Don Bozuffi uh, said they're coming here. They're being abused. They don't need that. So they're walking away. I believe in the league. He said uh, the main purpose is not for them to be able to call a baseball game, but for them to see what's going on out here and that it's not that easy. Well, they, there we go. And these are volunteers, <laughs> by the way, um, that are getting yelled at. No, they're you, not volunteers. They're getting paid. You do know? you enjoy at this particular place? Uh, I believe he said these are volunteer. Okay, Case, shake your head. Whatever, man. No, you're, Wait, they're really, saying that the, yeah, the parents cut down on spectators fighting with volunteer umps is what it says in this story. Okay. So I don't know what to tell you. Okay, okay. okay. I'm seeing what those words say. But yep. that's to me, that's uh, that's interesting. I've never seen a volunteer ump unless it's like at like a T-ball, T-ball level where like every kid scores every play and, and there is no score. And Times are changing. The, yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know. Some of the some of the umps um, are like school kids. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. getting paid. Didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. Uh, intern Joe do it for a stretch? Like, he was a, a baseball umpire, and I remember him telling yeah. some stories where he would have to deal with the parents. And, like, look, I mean, the, most of the time, it's kids in their late teens or early 20s who are just trying to do something to stay close to the game and have a little bit of fun on the right. weekend and maybe get a little bit of pay if, if they're in a league that pays for it. Right. Uh, and Joe would hear it from parents and and players. And I'm just like, man, well, that sucks. You think of the Bad News Bears scenario. You know, you think like mm-hmm. Preston and the original Vic Morrow and the, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, 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 the people who are living vicariously through their kids. Like, yeah. like, my dad would, he would call out a few things, which is just part of the game. But I think what they're talking about here is it transcends like you're getting caustic and there, verbally abusing. There's definitely lines yeah. that are crossed, you know, without a doubt. So which side do you stand on? I don't. I don't know where you are. Well, no, no. I'm on. I'm on both sides of it. I really am on both sides of it because listen, like, bottom you're, line, your team, Cullen. Bottom line is no. I'm not. Um, is like winning matters to people, yeah. right? And and when a call is made that you know dictates the outcome of a game, um, you know that that kind of sucks for the team on on the crap end of the stick, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like I, I feel like a lot of times. Umpires and referees, maybe not at the little league level, but at you know, higher levels, are a little bit soft. And I also think that they they throw their weight around a little too much sometimes, you know, because they can just go, "Hey, you're out of here," you know. And and all if you and had to distill it, it, if you had to distill it down to a yes or no, what do you believe? Should they do this I, or not? You can't. Okay, this is this is not like. This is not black and white. This no. is there. This is this is. There's a lot of gray here. I'm going to go to Corey, the president of the Hatboro Little League. Ooh, do we have appropriate music? El Presidente. Oh yeah, of course we uh, do. So, so yeah, here we go. Hi, Corey. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. President. <laughs> Hello, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's um, up? I'm just calling to chime in. We've been doing this for a couple years too. This this uh, Deptford Little League. 
is getting a lot of uh, publicity about this stuff, and it's great because it's getting the word out. Um, I just wanted to chime in and say that at the Little League level, volunteer umps is how it's supposed to be. Okay. They, they are supposed to be volunteers, and what has happened over the years is a lot of places have, especially with the older divisions, like 13 and up, like we have, have had to go into paid umps because – People don't want to volunteer anymore. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it's your your incentive to begin with. Yeah, and once they get berated for doing it by parents who ninety five percent of the time don't even know the rules. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not putting down any any of our parents at Happer Little League. I'm talking about other little leagues. Uh, of course, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, but it the little league level. Like when when you watch the Little League World Series on TV. And all of that leading up to that, the regionals and everything like that, those guys are all volunteers, volunteer umpires and everything else. So that's how Little League, official Little Leagues were set up, was to be all volunteers. I think think they should cull from the prison system and and, uh, (laughs) like a work release. Uh Who's going to argue with a con? Well, wait, if they're not supposed to get paid, then who's paying them? Nobody. Well, oh, well, well, when we when we're when we're forced to do paid umpires like higher levels, then we have to find we go to umpire pools and assigners who have guys who are willing to do it, who also do like PIAA high school games, sometimes college games, stuff like that, where they do get paid. So are you paying but, are you paying them because you can't get enough volunteers? Yes. That's it. Yeah. It makes cuz cuz it's so hard to fill those slots. So you you because agree with this methodology. Wanna, they they mm. don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And now what we're seeing now is it's getting harder and harder to even find guys who are willing to do it when they get paid. Corey, what's the worst you've seen it get on on a field with with an altercation or an exchange between, uh, you know, coaches and parents? Well, for the last we we, we adopted a few years ago, we adopted kind of the same policy as Deptford. They've taken a little further. I think what I read with them is they do a three game suspense or a three, you have to umpire three games. Maybe I may be wrong, but I think that's what I read when I read the article about that originally. Um, our, our, ours is if it's a spectator or a coach or anybody who is ejected or is out of line towards an umpire or towards calls on the field, they cannot come back to coach another game or spectate at our complex until they umpire a game. Okay, okay. just one. I, when we did this, I said, I don't care if it's a 90-year-old grandmother <laughs> and she can get behind the mound and do it. Hey, I need, to, I need to ask you, Corey. <laughs> listen, listen. The, 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 people, the people that ended up having to, uh, to volunteer and see what it was like, did it, did, it, uh, did it work? Did it change them a little bit? Did they understand a little more? At this point, there's, in the last three years since we started this, I think it's gotten the message across a little bit, and there's only been one time where anybody from our own league has done it. And instead of, and after that, instead of umpiring a game, they left and went to another. There was another league where you can let go. All right, mission accomplished then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just we can't have it. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and you're, 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 you're catching it before it starts. All, All right. right, cool. Yep. All right, thank you, uh, Mr. President. <laughs> Yeah. All right. See Thanks, you, Corey. Guys. You rock. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, man, I it's uh, uh, my last foray into kids uh, organized sports was when uh, my youngest was a cheerleader, so for football. So we went to that, and uh, so I didn't have a really hand in the game or anything right. like that. But I would sit back and watch some people and just go, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it really turned me off to all of it, man. Mm. Just watching people I love it. take I love it, it so it. seriously. You watch? I, you like watching people freak I, I out? I think it is. It's so entertaining. Entertaining. Listen, if it was directed towards my son or you know anything to do with him, I'd probably be angry. Yeah. Um, but like watching these people, and we're like, because we we actually you have a, your head. a really good group, and we're like, look, it's so and so again. There, there you go. go. <laughs> a friend of mine when I was doing when I first started doing stand up comedian that I met, and he had he had a video camera, and he'd go to Little League games where he had no, there's nobody he knew was there, but he'd go up in the stands and his thing was to go, rip his head off! Like, he would, he would so out, uh, out crazy the parents uh-huh. that they would all look at him and it's, yeah. it was really very funny footage. Yeah. Unless uh, you think I am one of those parents, I don't think I am because I'm also, like, I have played baseball, coached baseball, and I've umped, okay? So I, I've been in all right. of, of the aspects of it. And, uh, you know, I, I think for the most part, I, I do bite my tongue a lot. Okay. Uh, Nick, let me ask you this question, because uh, this happened in the game last week. Uh, the bases were loaded, okay? There was a pop fly to second base. Okay, what is that? Can you make Infield fly rule effect? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what happens? Uh, it's an automatic okay. out. Yeah, our girl missed the ball. Wait, okay. I'm sorry, real quick. Yeah. How old? This is eighth grade softball. Right. This, this is this All is right. you know infield Eighth fly grade, yeah okay we if, just had, it, if we it's just, little league I'm like no Nick let, we just had it we just had All right. same thing okay. so there were two in one inning and we were getting smoked by the way I think the score was like thirteen to one and we needed every single out we could get the guy didn't call the infield fly All right yeah. that's that's a basic rule. It um, is. It's. It's a confusing basic rule. It is yeah. confusing, and and not everybody gets it. And um, I'm not gonna. But I didn't say ex- anything. I'm not gonna say it's excusable. <laughs> but I can see how the call would be missed. Yeah, especially in eighth grade. Yeah. So they yeah. didn't call it an out. Yeah, well, twice because it happened twice in the same inning. And I told you, and the first one we missed. I was like, man, we're really gonna use that out. <laughs> So not only did we not get that out, but then run scored and stuff like. But listen, I didn't like yell. At, I just said something to the other coach. You know, I'm like, oh, oh we were going to bang it, your wife. <laughs> no, when it happened in in our game, they did call it, and it was the thir- bang her teeth. Out. It was the third out, and it, everybody kind of just mumbled to each other, and we were like, what, what is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why isn't Kathy stepping up? <laughs> oh, listen, I'm ye- I'm not yelling like crazy, yelling yeah. at the umps or anything. But like when mm-hmm. Jace is up, or what, you know, he's about to get an out, like whatever it is, I'm. You know, That's cool. I, and yeah. I'm always like, are people, Stick it up for your kid. Are people looking at me? <laughs> I'm going to go to, let's see, we have a bunch of volunteer uh, umpires on the line. Hi, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's going on? You guys rock. Thanks, buddy. All right, so you've done volunteer umpiring? Yeah, one time, and I will never do it again. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, what happened? So I'm a, uh, for my little league, uh, I was on the board member for my little league, and we we're having a tournament. And, uh, you know, we're short umpires. Um, so for every tournament, generally speaking, you have two umpires, a home plate umpire, and then they, uh, they'll do home plate and third base, and they also have a first base and second base umpire. So I did the first base and uh, second base umpire. And this kid hits a line drive right down the first baseline, bounces off the first base, and goes foul. So real loud at the top of my lungs, I'm like, foul ball! Dude, parents lit me up. <laughs> lit me up. I could do, I guys, I nearly soiled myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, well, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a fair ball. It's a fair ball, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. He but I'm up. thinking in my head, I saw it go foul at the very end. Yeah. That's why I just yelled it out. Like, just not even thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> even I went to get a hot dog. People were still yelling at me. Oh, like, my. God, it was one bad call. It was like, get over it. And yeah. by the way, even in, at, the, at the pro level, mistakes are made. Yeah. 
I told you guys one time uh, my son was playing basketball, and I, I never volunteered to do anything <laughs> at any of those games. And I'll tell you why. They, they, they needed somebody to be the scorekeeper yeah, yeah. Uh, and, the, and run the clock. And they came over, and they're like, could you please do it? I'm like, you don't want me to do this. I don't know <laughs> how to do to this. To protect them. Okay? You're trying to you help them. really don't uh, want yeah. me to do it. Really, Fine. Okay, I'll do it. And sure enough, a couple times during the game, the the guy who asked me, I think it was the ref, to uh, to you know, starts coming over and give me a heart. You, you, you were supposed to stop the clock. You didn't. And I'm like, I told you, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Now yeah. I gave you fair warning. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he was giving me attitude. I'm like, you can't do this to me. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. And no, I agree with you. <laughs> Come on, man. You were trying. Yeah. Like, I've done that. I've said that before. Like, you don't, you do not want me yeah. doing this. Yeah. Steve, you've alluded to uh, a, a technique you use from time to time called the watcher, right? Yes. You, like, you, you, you the, the, um, the goal here is to be outside of yourself. Yeah. Watching yourself. Watching yourself. Is this who you want to be? And, and if you are one of these parents <laughs> doing this at a Little League game, right. think about what your goal is here. They're not getting signed to a major league contract after right. the game. This is Little League. And I swear to God, guys, the goal here is to have fun. Yeah. I know that winning is important, but seriously, just but, take a step back and and just recognize the situation that you're in. I think, but how many times have we said that? It, it no, it never happens. They they just can't. It doesn't matter. To some well, no, it's course. it's yeah. vicarious. It is that it, and especially when you get up, Nick, to the older. To the to the teenagers. Oh man! Uh, so in that case, what you're dealing with is, oh, this is a pro. My yeah. son's a prospect here. Well, Casey's got it's a nephew that. who's going through it. My, yeah. You know, my, my buddy Matt's son is a great pitcher. He pitches on North Penn, and it's one of these things where, like, the older they get, the more that the parents sometimes think that the kids actually have a shot at a scholarship yeah, or right. a D one or whatever, and yeah. maybe they do. But uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> not that. It is <laughs> at a certain point, like winning does matter. So it does. when a bad call is made. And it, and one team wins as a result, and another team loses as a result. Like that sucks for the team that just lost. I know, but but bad you calls know? have a way of evening out. And, yeah, and, like yeah. over the no, course of the season, and like that's why when people beat up on refs, even at the pro level, where they are the best in the world at doing what they do, eventually you're going to get a call that goes yeah. for you. Yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah, my daughter's nobody. volleyball uh, season last year was ended on a on a wrong call. It, it like that was. So you say it evens out, but this one... It was really wrong. They called it a home run. No, no, no. The the ball was out, and the one, uh, uh, the the ref called it in, but mm-hmm. then the line judge called it out, but it wasn't out. The line judge wasn't even... But, like, so the, the problem there there is that, like, that was the end of the game, but it wasn't, so then the game went on, and they ended up losing two points later. Sucks. And, like, and so now, because you have a bunch of eighth-grade girls that are, like, really upset because that was the end of their season. Yeah, it's know? a life lesson. Well, yeah. Bill's yeah. characters. Oh, life sure. isn't fair. Yeah, okay. life sucks. Okay. Yeah. Girls, I want you to know I'm going to go sleep with that guy's wife. <laughs> 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 All right, we only have time for one more call, and then we got to take a break. I'll go to Joe, who's been on hold longest. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up, man? Thanks for uh, letting me bother you at work. <laughs> it's okay. We're happy to have you. Listen, I got to do a quick shout-out. Today's my 21st wedding anniversary. Oh. Uh, my wife, Denise, I love her. Excellent. Congratulations. All right, so listen, I was an umpire, volunteer umpire in Montgomery County about 25 years ago. I did it for one season and one season only. And it wasn't the parents as much as it was the coaches that gave us problems. Really? Yeah, you see that and too, we even, for had, sure. we even had one coach that um, if you were an umpire and you found out you had his team, you either tried to trade 
or you would just say, nope, I'm not umpiring today. Wow. I mean, he was just, he was that. He had, he had, had, a, he had coaches that there was one kid, he, he dropped an obvious fly ball. He was in right field. He should have had it. I think he lost it in the sun. When he came in from the end of the inning, the coach yelled at him, berated him, called yes. him worthless, and benched him for the rest of the game. Oh, my God. And it was his son. Yeah. How old was his child? This was like uh, middle school age. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, you don't need to be doing Can't that. do that. That's what they're trying to stop. We had one kid who tried to stretch a double into a triple, and he tried to slide, and he started his slide way too early. He oh. wanted to throw, but he came to a dead stop about a foot before the oh. Oh. That is funny, though, when that happens. <laughs> the ball caught up to him, mm. and I called him out, and his coach, who was in the first base side, starts yelling at me, ripping me a new one. His kid even said, Hey, coach, I still haven't touched third base. Yeah. <laughs> and the coach is like, don't you ever correct me in front of an umpire. Oh, man. Uh, that, there's a whole series of issues going on there. But, but, Joe, one season was enough for you, huh? Yeah, the worst was we actually, I actually had a, a coach hit a kid. Oh, my God. Whoa. And he said, and I said something to him, and he goes, he's my kid. And I said, not on this field, he's not. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's a good call. The last game I played was we had this one coach, Angelo. Angelo. <laughs> a lot of drama. Nobody wanted, yeah, Nobody wanted to coach his games. Everybody tried to, to, you know, get away from him. The last game of the season, he was just being really miserable because his team was eliminated from the playoffs. And he just kept mouthing off to me the whole game. And at one point, I just said, that's it. I'm tired of it. One more word, and you're ejected. And he just looked me right in the eye and went, word. Yeah, oh, there you go. A baby. Then you slept so with his I, wife. So I ejected him. <laughs> I ejected him. And then he wouldn't leave. Like, he has to leave the property. He wanted to go sit in a stand. I wouldn't <laughs> let him do that. He had to leave the property. You got to leave the his state. Wife, his wife comes up to me and says, look, I don't want to leave. I said, you don't have to. Yeah. Baby, I'm, I'm taking you home. Yeah. But then he he actually pulled his kids off the field. <laughs> and I went up to his assistant coach. I said, man, don't do this. Yeah. I said, you're setting the wrong example for these kids. He goes, it's his team. I said, no, it isn't. Not anymore. For the rest of the day, it's your team. <laughs> wow. And enough time went by, and they ended up forfeiting. Yeah. And then he goes around to his kids and tells his kids that I made them forfeit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, and I just thought out said, your coach is lying to you, son. I wow. said, why don't you go ask him why he's lying? And that was the end of the season, and I never went back. Wow. There you go. All right, Joe. It sounds horrible. horrible. Uh, thanks for the call. we got to wrap up here. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's there you go. One one and done for him. And, and that was all in one season, all those oh stories. Crazy. But it's all that trauma that helped him uh, enjoy a long relationship with his wife. So. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, that's uh, City Beat. We're wrapping it up. Only uh, I have more City Beat stories. Uh, Maybe we'll have to spread them out later on. I didn't know that the... Uh, Referee thing was going to go that long. Traumatizing. It is. All right, listen, we need to take a break. You know why? We got money to give away and tickets to give away as well. It's MMR's concert cash keyword. We will have that when we return. Bizarre file. Scott Keenan's going to be here, too. Yeah. Keenan's in North Wildwood. Stay down. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com. Your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash Fresh Pass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. It's brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston, <clears throat> offering the highest quality mulch and top soil. It's manufactured on site, and they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets, you can visit mulchthis.com. All right, Steve, this is why you keep your shoes on. Yes. Window repairs to a family home after an adventurous deer barreled through their Michigan home. The Bay County Sheriff's Office posted about the unusual incident, noting that this was not their usual break and enter suspect. 4 p.m. Monday, a family of five heard their front window smash. Yeah. And it was a deer who started dashing through the family's home. So let's say you're there and you don't have your shoes on. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You can't run? Smart ass. Uh, the family <laughs> quickly enlisted the help of law enforcement, called 911, and they came and assisted the family in... Uh, smoking the adventurous deer outside. So they burned the house down. They did, yes. That was, they figured that was the most, uh, you know, <laughs> rational yeah. thing to do. Uh, police snapped a picture of the deer perched on top of one of the beds, looking alert and staring directly into the camera. I'm going to kill you. Now, the deputies eventually were able to lure the deer out of the bedroom, and while blocking off the other rooms, the deer zipped out the front door and went back into the wild. Uh, the sheriff's office said no one was injured, and the family opted not to press any charges. Yeah, I just think, it, first, it's to help you with the running, and then also, if you have to kick the deer back out the window, yeah, you, you might have shoes on. Yep, exactly. And you want and to try to help broken it. glass. Yes. Right! You don't want to cut your feet up. Did we not learn anything from Annie Lennox? Sleep with your shoes on. Uh, police in Bremerton. I'm not sure where this is. I think it's in the northwest. Of where? Oh, yeah. And it's uh, it's in Washington State. Oh, all right. Arrested a man Sunday who illegally boarded an out-of-service ferry and allegedly tried to steal it. He tried to steal a ferry? Yeah. A woman and her two kids were waiting for a ferry to Seattle and watched from nearby as the man pushed buttons in the wheelhouse. <laughs> A ferry captain on a different ferry saw the man on the fast ferry and alerted authorities. Do we have uh, those bird sounds? Uh, the man yeah. in his 40s, uh, was in his 40s and told police that a revolution was coming. Oh. And that's why he needed the ferry. He needed a ferry armada. Yeah. Uh, so the man faces charges of burglary, theft, malicious mischief, <laughs> and unlawful transit He's trying to start the ferry. That's the... The weird bird sounds we had earlier this morning. All right, this is pretty wild, man. A mob 
in the Haitian capital of Port-au-Prince beat and burned 13 suspected gang members to death with gasoline-soaked tires. There's there's footage of them doing this, and the guys are screaming and begging for mercy, but apparently they didn't listen. Well, this is after they pulled the men from police custody at a traffic stop, so yeah. they, they went vigilante on these guys' asses. Uh, the horrific vigilante violence underlined public anger over the increasingly lawless situation in Port-au-Prince where criminal gangs have taken uh, control over an estimated 60,000 of the city. Yes. Or 60% of the city since July 2021 assassination of President uh, Jovenel Moise. Uh, six more burned bodies were laid in a nearby neighborhood later Monday, and some witnesses said that the uh, police had killed them and residents set them on fire. Even Hyman Roth left Preston. Haiti National Police said in a brief statement that officers in the city's uh, Canepe Vert section stopped and searched a minibus for contraband early money and confiscated weapons from suspects they believe were unfortunately lynching, lynched by members of the population. Wow. A statement did not elaborate on how the members of the crowd were able to take control of the suspects. A witness said that members of the crowd took the suspected gangsters away from police, beat them, and stoned them before putting tires on them, pouring gasoline over them, and burning them. People have had enough. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, the suspects were believed to have been heading to another area to join a group of gang members who were battling police. Another witness uh, said that there had been a lot of shooting in the area since the early morning. Wow. On the plus side, after that, they all enjoyed some tasty mojitos. Well, and so you should. Those are good drinks. Uh, I love them. Yeah. After right. a tire burning, right. yeah, vigilante murder, it's really what you need. All right, this is not quite as intense. A man scaled the KTLA News Tower in Hollywood on Tuesday, drawing a large crowd and disrupting traffic for several hours before finally climbing down. Crews from the Los Angeles Fire Department received reports of the incident around 630. Uh, the man is seen at about 30 feet up on the tower and straddling the KTLA marquee while holding a sign that read, Free Billy Eilish. <laughs> at one point, he That's was what seen... That's you call it a sniper. At one point, he was seen playing an electric guitar. <laughs> and officials called the man a protester, but it's unclear exactly what he was protesting. <sighs> the handwritten sign had another message on the back that said, MK Ultra Sex Slaves Donald Marshall Clones. Oh, okay. Well, at least he clarified it. Like, yeah, right? A large inflatable airbag was positioned below the tower as crews tried to move the man to safety. Are we... the best guitar player in the world. Yeah. And he was uh, he was uncooperative and at one point told officers that he would come down in 20 minutes, but he remained on the tower for over three hours. Would you jump like four stories into one of those large, you've seen them, the, the rescue workers, they'll deploy those bags? Yeah. Would, no. Would they, okay. No way in hell. What about you? One story. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Top one of story. Ladder. Yeah. Uh, crowds, uh, crowds gathered across the street to watch the standoff unfold. Power was shut off to the tower, the electronic marquee, and police propped up the ladder for the man around 930. He finally climbed down on his own. He was arrested without further incident. Was Billie Eilish freed? No word okay. on Billie Eilish if she's still being held in bondage or not. I do not know. All right, and then finally, we'll end with this. In Georgia, an investigation is underway uh, after a man reportedly stopped and blocked a school bus full of children demanding to know the name and address of a child who raised her middle finger to his wife. <laughs> wow. Now, I've wanted to do this, yeah, but I would never do this type of thing. You kind of have to let it go. 55-year-old Roger O'Neill Barrett uh, called the county sheriff's office asking for help with traffic so that he could transfer cattle across the road. Before the deputy arrived, Barrett allegedly stopped a school bus 
in the area and parked his truck so that the bus could not continue its route. He claims a student on board the bus flashed an obscene hand gesture toward his wife and child, and he demanded the student's information. How old are these kids? Um, High school? Mm, oh, I don't know. It just says children. All so. right. Uh, and it was, uh, I don't know the name of school. All right. So he right. so flips the bird to the wife. While deputies were on the way, there was a heated verbal argument between Barrett and the parents arriving on the scene. Barrett left the scene before the officers arrived. A portion of the incident was caught on video and shared on Facebook by uh, the Scarlett Grace Rutherford, or no, by a woman named Scarlett Grace Rutherford on Monday. Uh, the 95-second video shows a woman who appears to be a parent arguing with the man. Uh, she said, the man blocked my kid's bus today. Uh, about 20-plus students on the bus and would not move until he got the name and address of the kid who flipped off his wife. You better believe me and a bunch of the other parents showed up to get their kids safely off the bus, properly equipped for this type of psycho. Uh, <laughs> Roger, <laughs> I wonder how she feels. Roger O'Neill Barrett was arrested and charged with disruption or interference with the operation of public schools. So they, they hauled him <laughs> in. And that is the last story that I have in the bizarre file for you. This morning. All right. Uh, we remind you that you have about three and a half, uh, roughly three minutes left. You got to enter the word start, and that's for MMR's concert cash giveaway. So the word is start, S-T-A-R-T, through WMMR.com, the MMR app, or you can text it to 45911, by the way. So um, we have a guest who is here. We have some music to bring him on. Thank you. And uh, I think you know what that means, but we're going to win before we reveal all the information. Our friend Scott Keenan hey! from Keenan's of North Wildwood, Keenan's Irish Pub. How you doing, Scott? Great, guys. How are you? We're wonderful. Nice to see you, man. It's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, here we are again. Well, yeah. I mean, but it's it's the best of reasons when we see you because we know what's around the corner. Yep. Yeah. Less than a month, right? Yep. yep. We're getting ready for, again, the Preston and Steve live broadcast from Keenan's. Keenan's, the official opening of the Jersey Shore, yes. and this year it's taking place on May 26th, that Friday into Memorial Day weekend. It's It wouldn't be the same without it, so, uh, you know, it, it's it's so cool to see you here. Now that you, do you officially now own all of Wildwood? Is that the case? Or? <laughs> We're trying that. Okay. <laughs> you got most of the North taken care of, so... <laughs> Uh, but listen, uh, some new things about the the pub. We were just talking the other day. There's a, a new pizza joint that's coming in as well, right? Yeah, we uh, we put Santucci's in there about a month ago. Nice. Uh, and Santucci, great, great corporation there. Uh, they're going to do some late night pizza for us. Wow. Uh, they're also going to do breakfast uh, pizzas. They're going to start that on Saturdays and Sunday mornings. And aren't you keeping the, the street? Is that is that now officially kind of an extension right in front of? Yeah, the, the street's blocked uh, blocked off on Old New Jersey Avenue, but we're also still allowed to utilize our pavement. That gives us an extra 3,000 square feet for people to eat out there. Oh, but wow. the, but the, It's the whole street there as well. It was, it was like last year to see people just really, you know, digging that ability. It, it gives you, li- listen, it, there's no two ways about it. Keenan gets filled in very quickly. That's a lot of breathing room. People were really enjoying it. It, it did, especially with COVID there, opening yeah. up, people feel a little uh, more at ease there, yeah. not intense and, and indoors and things like that. So it works out really well. Yeah, nice. Uh, anything else new to mention about? I mean, it's I don't know how much more you can get. I yeah, mean, yeah. We we always try to do new things there. On um, July twenty third, we're bringing Nashville to North Wildwood this year. We uh, hired seven bands from Nashville. Real? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. They're going to come in. It's like a Keenan Country Palooza. Okay. Uh, we're going to do, <laughs> do something a little different. And the day before that, July twenty second is the Phillies thirtieth anniversary. So a lot of guys from the ninety three team are coming down that day too. But we're wow. also we're also honoring them. Um, 
Darren Dalton as well. We're doing it for the Darren Dalton Foundation. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So there are just a couple of things that we're bringing there. But uh, this is our 24th season. 24 seasons. Yeah. You we... guys been with us for 18. 18. Yeah. yeah. I remember that first year, man. And it was, it was it looked way different. We were essentially we were outside. Outside. Yeah. Under a little bit of an, of, a, of, a, of an awning, I guess. Uh, but yeah, we were outside, yeah. and uh, and all those years, and all all of those years of you biting your nails, terrified at what we were going to do. Yeah, <laughs> I've said this before, Scott, but it's it's always interesting to me to come down uh, down the shore on Thursday before Memorial Day weekend because we have to get down there Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, get set up for Friday morning. And uh, you know the lights are still flashing yellow, and it's it's mm-hmm. not a ghost town per se, yeah. but it's not it's not Memorial Day weekend yet, and then. You get to Keenan's on Friday morning, and people start lining up at three thirty, four in the morning, and and like that weekend, it, it's like it, you, it's visceral to see that many people there. It really feels like the beginning of the summer every year. It must feel the same way for you. It, it absolutely does. It's funny you say that because a Friday morning, you're like, I wonder if it's going to be as crowded as it was in previous years. <laughs> yeah. And before you know it, there's a line down the street, and the yeah. North Wildwood cops are uh, guiding the people in a little early. <laughs> Last year was we had there's a couple of seconds where you're like, oh okay, it was, I saw a nice robust group of people as I was coming in early. And then with you know, we're inside. Then we're setting up for the show. And then I, people are coming. And go, you got to see it out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm always every year. I'm like, is it gonna? Yeah. yeah. Is it gonna take? Are, are people gonna be here? I don't know. And all of a sudden, it's just the massive party. I'll never forget an email that I got from somebody who uh, later on that day, I think it was on Friday, sent an email, and uh, there was somebody passed out on a front lawn. They just sent it and said, "You guys broke wild. <laughs> you broke it." But it's a le- it's a legendary party, and we love it. And if you've never been, make this the year you you go because it's great to have newbies down there. I think I, we checked last year, and there was a, a nice collection of people who'd never been there. Yeah, but it is it is the it's the event where seasoned athletes who play in stadiums come in as guests on the show, and we've seen them go. Oh my God! What yeah. is this? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah, well, it's funny. I was just talking to Kathy. I said we're our third generation customers now. Y- yeah, we have wow. we have the grandparents down there that are eating the early bird special <laughs> coming in from four to six, and then their kids are coming in, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to have a few drinks," and then they say. 10, 30, 11 o'clock, they're like, oh, I got to get out of here before all the kids get in here. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's their kids that are coming in. Right? Yeah. And, and, and before you know it, the mom's dancing with the daughter at 1 o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> so, so we're fortunate to have great a great customer base down there. No, it's uh, great. Scott, do you, any idea, <clears throat> excuse me, what's going to happen the rest of that day and weekend? Are you guys still working on filling in uh, the you know the bands and things like that? Yeah, we have, we have a great lineup. Uh, the Giuliano brothers will be playing right afterwards yes. uh, outside again like they usually do. Uh, we have uh, FM band playing that weekend as oh, well. Lead singer is uh, right in the other room there. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our, uh, yeah, he already solicited himself. A video <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, but he, uh, they're great. We, yeah, we have those. We have the Soul Cruisers back every Monday. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's 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 tradition. You know that that weekend, it's like the hurry up and wait process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. on it. But we're we're real excited about it. And like Coors Light's been great to us mm-hmm. uh, for twenty four years. They're a sponsor of this, and you know they just really they've just been really sponsoring great. it that long. Uh, yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess every year oh, that we've been doing it. So this is our 18th year. 18th year. Doing it at Keenan's. Should we mention the dovetail right. anniversary? Yeah, I think because so. Because it is really, it's what's going to make this year extra special. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been waiting to mention something uh, about this particular broadcast, and we, we may as well go ahead and do it. So this year, this, this uh, is marking, the 2023 is marking... 
uh, the 25th anniversary of the start of the Preston and Steve show. Mm-hmm. So we have been working together uh, for 25 years. This this particular program has been uh, a, a partnership. So we are going to make Keenan's Irish Pub live broadcast, the opening of the Jersey Shore, the official Preston and Steve 25th anniversary party. Yeah! yeah. Why not? Now, the big, we weren't angling for this, but Casey made mention and noticed, and other people were starting to notice it, and and so... It makes sense. Why not? The yeah. timing is is right. Yeah. So we'll, so we'll do that, and we'll find out what that means. I think we're going to, you know, try to get some special items to give away, and um, we, you know, we'll find out who wants to show up and be a part of the broadcast and all we'll that. Have stupid contests that will give you a lifetime of regret. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, come on down. It's what we do. And I, I, I'm imploring anybody out there who has never... Uh, who, who's who's uh, only lived in a world with the Preston and Steve show? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, anybody yeah. like twenty five years and younger, please show up. And if you're uh, you know freshly turning twenty one, you've been here in this party for you know however many years. Come show up. Oh, last year See we had for yourself. people who were there, like yeah. who had just turned 21, who had been listening basically all of their lives. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, uh, but it's on, in case you were curious. Yeah. Yep, it's definitely happening. There's only one place that it goes, and that is uh, Keenan's Irish Pub. Eggs with Peg. I need to mention yes. that, of course. And uh, That's where we, the whole thing started. One year, was it last year we did Pegging Eggs? We did pegging with, yeah, pegging, 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 pegging with eggs. Pegging with eggs. With eggs. That yeah. was it. Yes. So, uh, and of course, Peg is uh, Scott's mom who passed on a few years ago. But... Memorialized on the wall there, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 She is. Yes. Nice. And Sean and I, we we tortured her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she raised you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what the apple trees don't make bananas. <laughs> uh, what's Keenan's official website uh, address? Uh, Keenan's NW. Keenan'sNW.com. Uh, yeah, okay. or, or Keenan'sIrishPub.com. We have a few of them there. They all t- attach to the same ones. Okay. So it's a great, it, it, honestly, it, it, you you just, it, it's such a great vibe, as Nick was mentioning, the transformation that takes place. And and, and you guys work it. You're your staff there. It, it's, a, it's basically a little mini army making sure that people have a blast. Yeah, so, I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. We, we still have 11 originals. Wow. For 24 years. Hey, I ask you this every year, but are you hiring? Absolutely. Okay. hiring, yeah. Yeah, and people are looking for, because I know um, a year or two ago there were, there used to be people that would come over, and the, like the pandemic put a crimp on that a little bit. So, if you need employees, reach out to you. We do. Yeah, yeah. we we always do. We, we're actually hiring uh, all the time, uh, and even if we're not, our customer base uh, we have such a good uh, relationship with other bars. Yeah. down there, so we try to give people jobs down there because Excellent. they are our customers, too, eventually. So you want to keep them down there. Yeah. 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 All right, thank you, Scott. Great to see you here this morning. Scott Keenan. Hey! Keenan's and you know what I'm going to do? What? What? I'm going to give away. Now, make sure that you are going to, to the live broadcast, President Steve's official opening of the Jersey Shore. I have a reserved booth and a cut-the-line pass nice. for you and three guests at our Memorial Day weekend kickoff broadcast. And we'll give you a bucket of Coors Light for your table as well. And a case of Coors Light for your beach house. Nice. And we'll take caller number 22 Excellent. at 215-263-WMMR. It is from Coors Light, made to till at the Jersey Shore. So we'll set you up right now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second because Anthony Gargano stopping in. Talk about the draft. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Finally, how we doing at the barbecue is? M.M. Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown. This is Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, including Aaron Jones, Larkin Poe. 
Dirty Honey. Finger 11. Tiger Cup and MMR's local shots artist, Vixen 77. Plus the return of the Preston and Steve side stage. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text finally to 39333 for a link to all the details. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I think we have a guest ready to go. Who is, uh, who's... Anthony Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's Anthony Gargano. Our good friend from the Fanatic Cause. Morning, man. How you doing, bud? Good, my brother. I miss you, Press. I miss all you guys, man. Miss, miss you, too. And we loved our time. I was just reminiscing about uh, the little field trip that you and Casey and Jackie <laughs> and Kyle took not that long ago. Man, it was so much fun. We have to find a reason to do that again down the road, you know? I would love it, man. I still talk about it. it it's It was the greatest, man. Nice. I just hang with those guys and you guys every morning. I loved it. You Thanks, know, Bob. Uh, so, uh, Anthony... Watching last night in preparation for the for the draft, uh, you know, and we've talked about this before. It, it has, it keeps getting, it's increasing at outlandish levels. Like it's getting bigger and bigger, and it's almost to me, it's almost laughable. I get the excitement around it. Now, you know, I'm not like you guys and Casey and right. you know, like, and, and Preston's on on my level. We're 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 tied in, but it, we don't live and die by it. But now with concerts and and parties, parties, yeah, separate it, parties for each team. People are planning trips. Super Bowl. The, yeah, people uh, are the, planning the, trips there. Uh, the red carpet, the, the the fashion, and all this stuff. Now it's like, at, at what point does it does it level off or even die back a little bit? Never. Yeah, it, it's insane, guys. I, I know you guys aren't doing mocks. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but it's absurd. I, I although I have to tell you, I had the sweetest woman yesterday. It was a woman and her two kids from Philadelphia, and they were driving. She was driving. Her kids were like thirteen and six, a boy and a girl, and they were driving to Kansas City to go to the draft. Hey, you and I drove to Kansas City. Remember that? <laughs> Listen, listen. Here's what you got to do, and this is what you got to do. But it, it's amazing that the draft has become this. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's a meat market. It's what it is, right? You're picking guys, and it's a party. I guess it's like following uh, fantasy football. That's it. So like we have these draft parties, so that's what it is. So so for throughout the years, Casey, you know, playing his fantasy league and, 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 uh, and, and, and you know, Kathy's husband, this was a cool thing. Okay, getting some early intel on how things might break and so on and so forth. But now, as, as Kathy was saying, and, and the level of, of traveling and it, all of the characteristics of a Super Bowl, as far away from the Super Bowl in terms of timing, chronology as you can get, once money's made on something like this mm-hmm. and once it's tied in, we're not going to see it get any smaller. And, and do you think there's every possibility it will keep increasing? Yeah, and, and look, we, it's funny, Philadelphia played a role in this thing. Yes. Because when we had the draft, it was like a three-day, you know, it was like Coachella, right? Meets yes. football. And we remember the art museum and the spillover all on the parkway, and it was this beautiful thing. And that, I was told that the way Philadelphia embraced the draft 
had the league office's attention and said, you know, we got to make this thing a traveling party. And it's become, like you said, it's a circus. Yeah. It's nuts. I mean, it's crazy. And it's four days. And after the first round, how many people really, I'm talking football fans, really know who the players are after the first day? It even let the end of the first round. Right. Yeah, not me. And listen, I, I love professional football. But, I, you know, I have to say, like, and, and admit, I don't know college football, right? So, so for, for like the past couple of months, I, I, I haven't even really been brushing up, but I'm just looking at players, possible players that the Eagles might end up with. I'm like, okay, let me, let me, let me look at the highlight reel for B. John Robinson, right? Because, you right. know, up until a few months ago, never even heard of that guy, right? Even though he was like the top running back in the NFL, never even heard of him. Jalen Carter. Didn't really know much about him either, and and so I'm like, now I'm looking these eyes up, and I'm like, all right, let's let's see what's what's going on here, and and I, you know, I love this night, and for the past however many years, and probably decade plus, my brother and I get together on draft night, the, on night number one, and and then and, you just connect. So night number one's for you has been the money shot. Um, no, I don't disconnect. I okay. I, I, I I stay on on my my uh, score mobile app, and I and I follow the draft. For the rest of the weekend. Okay. Now, what's going to happen here is the Eagles have a pick, uh, two in the first, one in the second, one in the third, uh, maybe one in the fourth, and then they don't pick again until the seventh round. So, for for uh, I will be able to disconnect for a little while because they won't have a pick for a while. Yeah, they only have six picks in this draft, so it's a little light, which means they could trade. But just get back to the point, guys. It, it is. It's a party. I just think, you know, at this point in the calendar, we're just looking for something to have fun and drink beers <laughs> and you know, do do a draft shot game. Like I think that's the biggest allure of it. I love it, but I'm a football nerd. Yeah. But I, I watch college football. But let's face it, there are people just want to get together and hang out and party, which actually makes it cool. So uh, Casey mentioned a few names, and and I was watching a, a, a story last night on Jalen Carter, and he uh, they played no contest. He was involved in an accident where two people died. Um, is is the is the perspective that that will make him a no go, or do you think um, the Eagles are going to go after him hard? Well, you know, it's a great question because I think he's going to wind up going before the Eagles pick at ten. He's a he's probably the third, the top third, like a top three player in all of in all of college football. The thing is, he's got such an amazing skill set. Yeah, but kids, people think the kid doesn't, you know, isn't grown up yet. That there's a lot of issues around him, not just from that incident, but it's how he reacted to that incident, which makes things even like sketchy. Okay, in the end, I think he'll be gone before the Eagles have to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. I, so what what really bummed me out about uh, you know how the Super Bowl ended uh, back in February was the fact that I know how hard it is to get back there. Right. Like, you know, just the, the grind and, and the, just all the variables that can either go wrong or go right for you in order for you to get back there or not get back there. And so what I love about the draft is this is like the replenishing of. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who are, and, and the fact that we have two guys in the first round, like, you know, so we're going to get like two of, you know, what potentially the, the top 30 players in all of college football. And they're going to be the people that we're going to be able to root for for the next however many years. And so that's what's exciting about this. You know, like you got like because, you know, like after after the season's over, you're going to lose some players Some got, you know, like Hargraves losing him was 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 rough. But, um, you know, like uh, but then you also gain some players. You're like, OK, 
who's our new squad going to be? Right, you know? Right, right, but but, but yeah. let me ask, so Anthony, with this case, we have a team that's that's really proven that they they can they were you know have have the chops. There's not a tremendous amount of tweaking that needs to take place. Uh, what for you is better? I mean, obviously you want a winning team, but when you're when you're say really sort of scraping for every player you can get, uh, is that more interesting and more fun when it comes to the draft, or is the tweaking more fun? Well, I think when you have like a top ten pick, yeah, that's the most fun for the draft. The, we actually are blessed because we have a team that's a Super Bowl ready team, and they're picking tenth. Two picks. I was talking with some NFL people, and the Eagles are the team that everybody's looking at that can really put their stamp on this draft. So at 10, it's weird. Everything goes from the quarterbacks. There's four really good quarterbacks. Three are going to go in the top 10. If the fourth quarterback is there at 10, the Eagles would be able to trade out to somebody that needs that quarterback and get multiple picks. Now, what we want is we want, and Casey Boyd mentioned them, running back Bijan Robinson. Now, Bijan, and you guys will love this, has his own mustard. <laughs> I like that. Why not? He should have his own dog, too, a Bijan Frise. <laughs> and this kid is the best running back. Now, we lost Miles Sanders, all right? They got a guy named Rashad Penny from Seattle. But the Eagles could use a really good running back. And if you add this back, this kid from Texas, Bijan Robinson to this team, the offense becomes unstoppable. Hmm, so right. that's who I, who I want. I want to walk away with Bijan at number 10. And he wants to come to Philadelphia. He's been talking up the Eagles. And look, Bijan and a Philly pretzel, nothing goes better than that. <laughs> yeah. I also, I just saw a mock draft that had him going eight to, uh, to the Falcons, which I think would break my heart. But, and also that mock draft. We ended up with Jalen Carter, so I'm like, okay, you know, I could. You know, we we lose one and we 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 gain another. But uh, your boy uh, Jamie Lynch, he wants the wide receiver out of uh, out of Ohio State. He wants he that guy well. with the ten pick. Yeah, they're not taking a receiver. That's I love Jamie, but that, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's either they're going to take an offensive lineman. There's a kid from Northwestern by the name of Skaronsky. So remember that name. Uh, or one of the corners is a cornerback by the name of Witherspoon from Illinois. Yep. Or, you know, and, and people are saying, no, 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 it's not how he's moved to take Bijan. I think he's in play. Remember, you just signed your quarterback to this kind of deal. Yeah. He has been getting dinged every December. He's been getting hurt, mm-hmm. right? He's been running the ball too much. So protect him with a running back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only on offense. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm an idiot. Okay. You know this. Uh, and uh, Casey, this is, you guys have mentioned mock twice here. Mock. mock. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've mentioned this. I need you to stop talking oh, and listen to me. That's, yeah. That's the right one. Um, you said you saw, you said, okay, let me get this right. Okay. All so right. people do a pretend draft yes. to see the potential outcomes. So somebody like Mel Kuyper, who. I don't know who that is. Exactly. 25 years ago, <laughs> didn't exist in this world. And now he is like the guy who has made a name for himself because he does these mock drafts. What he does, press is he goes through the entire draft and he goes, this is who I think uh, this team either could or should take. 
Right, okay. and and so it's just a way of going like. But there's it's, like it's, it's a million different outcomes. There, oh my god! It, yeah. So it's like it's, 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 it's like a chess match. There are a gazillion different out. Literally, yeah. Yeah. mathematically, there are loads of different outcomes. Yes. In them. Is this guy ever been spot on right? Like in like you know, uh, no. once no. in a gazillion years, somebody will get no. the NCAA. As a matter of fact, yeah. I don't know why this guy even has like the, the clout that he does. Anthony, do you even know of all the mock drafters who is the most accurate? Yeah, maybe Daniel Jeremiah is pretty good. But, I mean, we all have the same. I do these stupid pretend drafts. Here, guys, this is something impressive. Imagine this. You can bet on this stuff. Uh-huh. I know. Oh my God. In oh New my Jersey. God. Bet on mock drafts? Yeah. Well, well, you can bet on this draft. On so, the draft, yeah. I, there was a Reddit. There was a Reddit post two days ago where they said this quarterback from Kentucky was going to go number one. And his odds shot up. They had the sports books shut down for like an hour because they were afraid that some inside information by this Reddit user oh was God. out in the public. It was wild. It's like amazing. It's crazy. So it's it's funny because like I, I'm I'm not as dialed in on, on this stuff, but I am fascinated with the culture surrounding it. Yeah. And when something like this, even I, I, I'm sitting there on the couch last night and going, Jesus Christ, you would think this was the Super Bowl yeah. with all this prep. Everyone's there sending out their sports uh, you know, reporters and all this stuff. So at a certain point when you're trying to send a message to your players to keep a level head... And don't get caught up in the pomp and circumstance. And your first foray into professional sports is this. It seems to be a contradiction, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And, and the other thing, Steve, is that there's all these smoke screens that are out there. Yeah. So they'll, they'll poison a kid, they, you know, make up things about a kid. They'll make up trades and interest in teams that affect it's unbelievable all the cloud cover wow. that comes in this week of the draft. Yeah, you oh, can't no. trust anything that you see no. on social media. It needs you to can't. get as honest as politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask you. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it really is. Uh, and what are what are what is your dream and your nightmare scenarios for tonight? So my dream is you trade back, you get extra picks, and you're able to take Bijan Robinson somewhere in the teens. And then you're able to stockpile draft picks for the rest of this draft, like it's did. And the nightmare is you give me uh, an offensive lineman that at 10, and I don't know if it's a nightmare, but you know, it could be Paris Campbell. It could be somebody. It could be uh, Paris Johnson. It could be somebody like that where you got to wait a year. And it's not really bad. You know, Skaronsky, where you, you're getting an O-lineman, and they're like toys. Like draft picks are like toys. And when you take a lineman that's not going to play till next year, it's like you can't open your gift. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it gets underway, and it's the next several days. What, four days? Yeah, four so, days. Uh, round, saying? Yeah, round one. Cool, yes. <laughs> Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> you impressed it. Yeah, man. <laughs> if anybody could bring me around, it would be because. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, brother. We love it. We love you. Thanks for coming on, and uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Of course, you can listen to uh, Anthony Middays on the Fanatic 97.5, our sister station right down the hall here, although appearing from home right now right, right. Uh, is Anthony Gargano. A little uh, Achilles issue, right? 
Yeah, I'm on the DL right now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm bending. All right, Love man. you guys. Love, Love you, you buddy. Too, All right, we'll see you. Anthony Gargano, guys. Hype and prep for NFL draft, and it starts tonight in Kansas City, by the way. So, uh, we do have a guest who's coming up, but Marissa's gesturing, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yes, she's right? nodding and uh, she's clapping her hands. She's doing yep. her index finger through her circled other fingers. Is yeah. she doing that? <laughs> okay, no, Dad, we're getting ready to go to a phone call here, right. and uh, I need to I need to wait till uh, she gets them on hold or her or whoever happens to be there. And we can find out what this is all about. I wonder what this is all about. Mm-hmm. All right. So it does happen to be Elizabeth that we're speaking to. Hi there, Elizabeth. Hi. Hey, it's great to talk Gad to you. Gadzooks, how you doing? Okay. All right. Just okay? Uh, well, I am wonderful now since <laughs> I just won $1,000. Oh. Yeah. 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 Elizabeth is a winner with MMR's cash. That means, like she said, she gets $1,000 and also two tickets to the MMRBQ on September 16th. So how about that, Elizabeth? Have you uh, have you gone to the MMRBQ before? No, this will be my first time. I love it. We're giving so many people who haven't been yet tickets a chance to experience this event that we love putting on every single year. Yeah. And we'll add Elizabeth's name to it. Where are you from, Elizabeth? I'm from Bridgeton, New Jersey. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jersey Gal, for listening, and congratulations for being a winner with MMR's Concert Cash. Thank you. All right. There's Elizabeth. Your next chance to win is coming up at 10 a.m., not too far away. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Rita Rudner will be on the show with us when we get back. Stay there. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa. Open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you very much. Kath, we'll let you get out of here. Good luck with your ultrasound and hope everything goes great. <laughs> By the way, Kathy's been pregnant for like 15 years. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they used to say elephants were the uh, had the longest gestation yeah. period. No, no. Kathy, Kathy Romano. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, the, it's either that or when someone leaves the studio, yeah. it's because of chronic diarrhea. Yeah. It's what we do. So, <laughs> Rita Rudner's not on. Um, wait a minute. Right. Marissa right. just handed, handed, uh, put up an index finger and did the stretch it out for a moment. Oh, that thing. wasn't an index finger. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I do have something I think I can do. Are you, are you the time killer? I'm the time killer right oh. now. Yep, we just created another one. Uh, so, no, I got this lovely email. It is from Colleen Sherman. Uh, who's listening in Spain, and uh, she starts with a quote. It says, sometimes we don't realize the impact that we have on others. And (laughs) she's in España. I think she's in Spain. Barcelona? Uh, It says, my husband and I are newly retired, slowly traveling around the world for 18 months, and we're in our little apartment in Dinia, Spain. Mm -hmm. And I have WMMR on the speakers as I prepare dinner. My husband comes in and says, 
You know what? You really should let those guys know how much you have valued their morning banter for so many years. Oh, wow. So she goes, so here it goes. Uh, I first uh, became truly aware of your morning show when I went to wake my 15-year-old daughter up for school, and she laid there practically in tears saying, Preston and Steve are gone from the radio, meaning Y100. So there is no longer a reason to get up in the morning. And needless to say, uh, we were all very thankful when you all reappeared on MMR. Uh, I went from listening to your often light and mostly always kind-hearted banter while I drove the kids to school uh, but then continued to listen as I made my way down 95 to the other children's hospital in Delaware. As a child psychologist, my days were often filled with sadness, grief, and often conflict. So, listening to your morning show was a great escape from the reality of work. Fast forward 15 more years of listening. I was diagnosed with breast cancer and my family all came together taking turns, driving, and sitting with me through chemotherapy, etc. In the car... They all knew to just turn on Preston and Steve on the ride over. Your voices, your silliness with each other, your authenticity uh, had and continues to have such a calming effect. Currently, we are in our fourth month of traveling. And one of the ways that I stay grounded and connected to home is through streaming your program Aww. from wherever in the world we presently are. It's amazing. In the end, I just wanted to let you know that I am grateful for what you all bring together to the people of Philadelphia, South Jersey, and Delaware. I appreciate all the hard work that it takes to be as successful as your morning show is and that I value every one of you. Best, Colleen Sherman. Wasn't that nice? That That's is wonderful. That wonderful. Really and I'm sweet message. Glad to hear she's doing well. Yeah, to pass along. Absolutely. May I say something? If we're you still uh, in a little bit of time-killing mode here, um, uh, this is a, a sad thing, but then a, a nice thing. I, I lost my uncle Tyler last week. Uh-huh. He was battling with uh, brain cancer, and uh, Tyler's a great guy, a huge fan of Preston and Steve show, huge fan of MMR. Uh, if you live in Ambler, you know Dex Hardware. It's been an institution there forever. Uh, so we were really sad to lose Tyler. He was my favorite uncle. He's just a great, great guy. However, um, the silver lining in all of this is that um, <laughs> his grandson was born yesterday. And so oh. we lost Tyler last week. But yesterday, Brooks William Thornton was born uh, to Joe and Lindsay, Lindsay Thornton. Lindsay is my cousin. So congratulations to Jackie, uh, my cousin, uh, and then to, to Joe and Lindsay and uh, their brother, Jonathan. Brooks William Thornton born at uh, 257 to Joe and Lindsay. Oh. And he's an, an adorable baby. So uh, welcome to the world, uh, Brooks. William, and congratulations to Joe and Lindsay. Wow. Nice. All right. Uh, we're still in, uh, in a rut, rut pattern, and I want to move on to something. But um, real quick, you know what, Nick? I will address that thing you asked me about earlier this morning. Uh, it was in the Daily News, I believe. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, there is a uh, <laughs> there's a cartoon um, that Nick had showed me. A listener sent it over, and the, the listener doesn't get the joke. Nick doesn't get the joke. I don't get the joke. Steve. You are our resident comedian. Yes. You have a, a keen mind for comedy, all right? Is so it a picture? It is, and yeah. I'll show you in one second. I'll but, describe yeah. it uh, to the audience. What's the this comic strip? So the, uh, the Lockhorns. Okay. The Lockhorns? And, and yeah. Steve, this person texted in, if anyone has today's Daily News handy, can you please explain the humor of today's Lockhorns? <laughs> It's on page 17. So I've gone back and forth with this listener a few times. He hasn't even said his name. I'm assuming it's a he. All right. He says, I threw the Lockhorns question out on my Facebook friends. One possible explanation. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Right. But here's, Steve, if you want to come over and take a look at the All cartoon. Right. Today, it's, in today's- it's today's Daily News. It's the Lockhorns for Thursday, April 27th. Oh, All right. So it, it shows the, uh, the man who's got a, a strained smile on his face looking to the wife who looks bored. He had just come out of his office. And she says... How long did your Zoom meeting last? And that's it. 
And he's smiling. He's at- smiling. And uh, Casey was thinking maybe he rubbed one out while he yeah. was in there. I mean, he's got like a sheepish, sheepish Grin. smile. Yeah. That's you know. So to be honest, that's where I first went, Case, because he's. Um, but the Lockhorns, I don't think, would have that kind of humor. It'd be like um, Marmaduke having an incest joke. It's, it wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, right. It doesn't seem to be. So the, the Lockhorns, uh, but that's really, she's it almost seems to be castigating him. So uh, somebody texted in their potential theory, or this was in the guy's Facebook gr- group. Yeah. This might be it. And he says, one possible explanation is that the Zoom meeting lasted so long that Leroy's face froze with that grin. That might be it. If so, then the illustration is kind of poor at showing him with a frozen right, that's, smile. No, yeah, I agree a thousand percent. That is horrible, and and this person <laughs> needs to give up on this comic because while he intended to bring joy and laughter to people, he's only causing us stress. Okay, you're, I, you are done, sir. That was a, one of those cartoons that I just—it was always in the newspaper, and I always Lockhorns. looked at it, like yeah, the Family Lockhorns. Circus. Yeah, but but like I just—I don't know why they—it has stuck around for as long as it has. It's, there was nothing innovative about it. Well, the, the Far Side made me laugh hard. Calvin and Hobbes was funny, and then also like uh, cute and introspective, and had life lessons in it. There were ones like there were ones that I, that I never got. Like do you remember the girls in apartment three B or whatever it was? Don't or, remember that. Or one. um. Dondi, do you remember Dondi oh. or Hagar the Horrible? I remember, I remember Hagar. Hagar, right? Yeah, and uh, uh, BC yeah. and uh, Beetle Bailey. Beetle yeah. Bailey. I, yeah. I always liked the Lockhorns. Um, it's just the, the one panel. They were living a, a, a lie. Yeah. They were a loveless couple, and yeah. they were clearly uh, getting side action that they didn't have the courage to tell each other. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I, I just enjoyed that. There was one in like I, I tried to. Uh, it was called Phantom. It was the only comic in the Daily Times that wasn't a funny comic. So, it, was, it was like action adventure. It was based yeah, on yeah. The, the Phantom series. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so. I was like, okay, I'm going to read this every single day and see if I can. And I couldn't get into it. Prince like, Valiant was like that. Too. I used to read Prince Valiant. And yeah. who, was, who was the Brenda Starr? Yeah. Yeah, Brenda, Brenda Starr was, uh, was a career gal. Right. right. But they did. We were talked about this, you know, a couple of years ago. How they said Farside was coming back. Did it come back? I don't think Farside actually left. A couple of um, in one of the syndicators, the plan was to just. There were so many of them, you could simply recycle them, and that was the intent. Yeah, it stopped in 1995, uh, and and it was. Uh, I remember that happening, Casey, but I don't think it actually did come back. It was syndicated through ninety six because of the the amount that they had, Steve. Right, yeah. but they have not re. I they replaced it with butt nuggets. Nick. I, I don't yeah. think. Uh, I don't think Gary Larson has started doing new ones. And we, um, I, I love the Family Circus, but the Family Circus was um, it was essentially it was like reminiscent of my family, right? The mom, the dad, you had three boys and one girl, right? So like I was Jeffy, you know. That was you know. So every that was, I don't remember the the characters' names. Well, but, I do because yeah. I was Jeffy. Jeffy was the second boy, right? You know, and then you know my brother was the oldest, and my little brother was the youngest, and then my you know sister. So they, they it were spoke like, to you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we actually had one that was like it was a uh, like a framed wooden family circus uh, it, that was hanging in our kitchen. And I think it said something like "God bless this house," and it was the mom who's cleaning up a terrible mess. Right, right. You know, it was just pretty standard. All right, real quick, uh, and this is all we're going to say of it. I'm going to go to Amy here real quick. Hi, Amy. I can't read it. There's nothing on there. Yeah. <laughs> nothing on here. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, good ride. Uh, Amy, so what's your take on this Lockhorns uh, so panel? I think that he is looking somewhat sheepish because 
I think his meeting probably didn't last that long, but he stayed in his office a long time, maybe hiding from his wife. Just that's away from that's what I'm thinking. Now, the reason he did that is because he was pleasuring himself. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and in that, she knows that in his case, his quote-unquote work briefcase is where he keeps his lube. <laughs> She knows this. Sure. I'm sure he has a special pocket for it. I All think right. you're right. Thank yeah. you, Amy. Well yeah. done. All right. Bye. Well, anyway, that might be it. Yeah, either maybe the duration of it. Oh. He need not have spent so much time away from his loving, chastising wife. Yeah, you know it's not funny, right? Uh, it's I don't it's think not it's, funny. I, yeah. I think it was a pretty weak uh, attempt at a, at a joke. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, listen, we got a pro at jokes on the line, oh. and she's ready to go. We were going to do Zoom. I think we're doing phone now, right? Is that the story? Um, or I think we're doing Morse code. I don't know what the hell we're doing. I do know that she is going to be at Live Casino tomorrow, and you can get tickets at philadelphia.livecasinohotel.com. Please welcome Rita Rudner. Good morning, Rita. Oh, my Rita. gosh. It's like a, a morning party. How can you be so happy? It's too early to be this happy. I'm actually, I'm on fumes right now, Rita. I'm, I'm so dead-ass tired. I'm on very, very, very strong morning coffee right here because, you know, it's really very difficult to be funny before dark. And especially, I became a comedian because I didn't have to be alert till 8 in the, eight in the evening. So <laughs> I'm going to try my best, but you were already being judgy about somebody else's joke, and I just I just heard the tail end of it. Who are you talking about? It was, it was actually, it was a uh, a comic strip in a newspaper. Somebody had, is the Lockhorn, somebody had texted in and, and showed us, and uh, I, I haven't looked at comics in I don't know how long, and they were just like, I don't get the joke. I don't get the humor in this. So we were just kind of breaking it down. It was not. It was vague. It was very, very vague. vague. Yes. Well, well, no comic strip is funny. So that's. Oh, funny. Fair enough. You we should write to the chase. You should have gone to the experts. <laughs> A professional comedian would it know this. It has to be so little, so little about it. it has to be funny for it to be funny. That's <laughs> true. When you're. When you're a comedian, you have to have people go, ha, 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 uh-huh. and, or else it's not funny. But if you do a comic strip, all you have to do is go, oh, that was funny, like that. <laughs> you're and exactly right. It's okay. Don't you think the standard is much lower? No, you're absolutely right. And one thing with you, Rita, that I've always appreciated over the years is that you are um, you're meticulous with your stand-up. You clearly take a lot of time writing, and you are well thought of as, 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 a, as a top writer, um, you know, in the comedy world, for you, how long? I mean, you, you've got to work your. You can't stand in front of a, a mirror and, and deliver it. You've you've got to be in front of people. Are you very um, picky about when a joke is ready to roll for, say, a special or something of that nature? Yeah, you know what? It's interesting because I just I did a, a really fun show last night. I'm in the woods somewhere. Um, I looked out, and there are lots of trees. So I'm somewhere in Connecticut, and it was raining very hard just now, but it's beautiful. And I went to a, you know one of those nice theaters where it's all renovated and lovely, and the audience was great. So I did an hour and 20 minutes, and, wow. and everybody laughed, and everything was fine. And if it's a really nice audience, and I feel that I can just be... Um, I can be vulnerable for a few minutes. I take out my phone because Louis Anderson told me how to make notes on my phone because he, he was my coach about um, tech, uh, social media. <laughs> he didn't huh. do very well, did he? Because all he did was teach me notes. <laughs> but um, uh, And I say, okay, you've, I've been funny for an hour and 20 minutes, and now I'm going to try some jokes on you. And then because people can see me over and over and over, I have to keep having new jokes. Right. I have to keep myself interested, too. 
So I took like around seven minutes where I told them I read about five thoughts on my phone, and some of them weren't strong enough. And I got three that people actually laughed at that I can weave into my act. So that's kind of how I do it now. Yeah. Well, sometimes if it's a really uh, strong joke, I'll try a weak joke right after it to see, because sometimes it'll hold up. It's like a, um, a mesh lining. Right. No, <laughs> I, I completely hear that. Yeah. And that makes that makes total sense, and and being able to try out material uh, like that, and and the audience, it's almost like a, a peek behind the curtain. I wanted to ask you because I remember you being on the Tonight Show um, a, a lot with with Johnny Carson, and and I was yeah. I think I was reading an interview with you, and you talked about. And, and a lot of people, I think the industry obviously has changed. Obviously, with the very technology you're talking about, but it used to be you had to play a club and get the the um, the talent director or coordinator for the show by uh, by happenstance to be in the audience to catch you and there was this whole elaborate process with getting on a show like that because there weren't that many was that an especially brutal thing to achieve when you were trying to get on the tonight show it was impossible in fact i have a book that i wrote during the pandemic um my memoir and it's i do a lot a big chapter on it about trying to get on the tonight show and i actually gave up because the um talent booker for the tonight show just didn't like me and whenever i'd come on stage he would walk out and he uh he just really just uh, i don't know what he had a, a chemical reaction or it could have been an alcoholic reaction he liked to drink. And okay maybe i made him nauseous because he'd been drinking a lot but um so finally i oh getting the tonight show on getting on the tonight show oh i said those words wrong because it's early but um i was I got on, was getting on stage, and Bud Friedman was the, and this has been years with yeah. this guy. I mean, I've been on Letterman for years. I've been on loads of morning shows, I'd, afternoon, everything. It was just the Tonight Show I couldn't get on. So Alex Friedman, who was married to Bud Friedman, was a wonderful, very nice, encouraging woman. And he was sitting with Bud and Alex Friedman, this man. His name is Jim McCauley. And she said, why, do you, why don't you listen to Rita? She's really funny. Why do you keep walking out? Sit down. <laughs> so he sat down and I had a great set and he came over and he talked to me afterwards and I think again he'd had a few drinks because he said I know you're funny have you ever seen Mary Lou Retton what she was and yeah I said yeah, she's a gymnast he said well she has great timing I said yeah she has to balance on a two-inch board <laughs> you know and he said no you study Mary Lou Retton she's got the timing I said oh god so then he said, I'm going to come see you. Put this in the beginning. Put the end at the beginning, the beginning at the end, in the middle, in the front. You know, I don't know. So he said, I'm going to come see you at the Comedy and Magic Club, which is her most beach, tomorrow night. You come. So I, I dutifully came, and I tried to shuffle my act. And I guess he hadn't had that much to drink that night because he said, um, okay, uh, you're right. You've, you're funny the way you did it. So I'm going to book you on the Tonight Show. This is a, like years. That, I mean, that's 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 such a that's such a taxing thing. But you had to, I mean, because uh, careers were could be made instantly by appearing on the Tonight Show. Well, then you know what happened. The show ran over, and I didn't get on the Tonight Show. <laughs> oh, oh, no. You got bumped. Oh, come on. Yeah. So then uh, I came in and it ran over again, and I still wasn't on the Tonight Show. So then Johnny Carson um, said. Let's get three. Let's do the bump show. Let's get three comedians who keep getting bumped off the show because you know comedy is the last two and a half seconds before the show goes off the air. Right. And very often they run out of time. So um, he, I was finally got on the Tonight Show 
in a show called The Bump Show with Rick Scheidner, Daryl Savada, and me. And we all got to go over and sit on the couch, which is really uncomfortable, but it was a, a privilege. Because you have to sit up really straight, so they never make furniture comfortable on television because you don't want to slouch. Did you know that? <laughs> I would assume, yeah. Yeah. So uh, then, it, and Johnny just really took a shine to me, and then I was on over and over and over and over and over, and it kind of made my career. But that's how tenuous it was, and I had given up because I said sometimes you just have to give up. I said I can't change this man's opinion. All I can do is go on with my career, get on other shows, and be funny. And then Alex Friedman came to my rescue and helped me. So- that's part of part of comedy and part of life is just keep showing up. It's amazing, and your your stuff is great. And it's clear Johnny, you know, really enjoyed you, and then Letterman as well, and all the other names you were mentioning. But you now you started originally. You wanted to be a dancer, correct? I was a dancer. I was a dancer for ten years on Broadway. Yeah. Wow. And you were you you were dancing in, uh, in uh, was it uh, which production of Annie was it? Was it the original? I was. It, no, well, it was on Broadway, but yeah. I was um, a replacement in what was called the Annie Massacre because one day um, Martin Sharning came in and fired a whole bunch of people because he wanted to, to freshen up the show. So uh, he hired me, and I was Lily St. Regis, which was uh, a part where I was named after the hotel. Bernadette Peters did it in the movie, and it was my first big part on Broadway because I'd been in five Broadway shows before that. That was my sixth Broadway show, but and I'd understudied, I'd stood by, I'd had little parts, but I'd never had a main part. And then I was on Broadway, and I said, you know, I was 27. I've been doing because I moved to New York when I was 15 to be a dancer, and then I was because uh, oh, I had a bad home life. But anyway, yeah. who cares? Now I'm. <laughs> fine and, um, <laughs> yeah it all worked out okay my husband keeps saying why didn't you end up in the gutter i said well it's i could still end up there but anyway so um so then i was on broadway and i said you know i'm not going to get to be any better at this uh, you don't get to be a better dancer after 27 you know 30 it's all over so i said let's try a career where there's not too many women in it already like dancing singing acting everybody was already crowded but comedy it wasn't very crowded for women so that's what i did that's that's uh, it's brilliant and so you started to go drop by the, the the what clubs were in the city at that time and and start to work start to work on the craft yeah that's what i did cuz it was the i was just it was one of those, um, I just got in the right business at the right time because that was the start of cable. And um, cable television needed cheap entertainment because it was just starting out. And comedians, there was nothing cheaper than a comedian. You needed a, a microphone and a brick wall and a joke. Did you? So, you, you so did, they, you, what, they started hiring comedians and cable started getting bigger. And that's why the um, 80s and 90s were such a fruitful time. And I mean fruitful in a, in a very nice sense. It, not, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it was the gold rush. It was bountiful. Yeah. And it was me and Jerry Seinfeld. They'd already been in the clubs, Jerry Seinfeld and Bill Maher. And um, these, you know, because they had started. I, I was 10 years too late because I was already 27 or 28 when I started and they had started right out of, uh, in their, in the early twenties. But in that period of time, um, all, you know, Louis Anderson and, uh, let's see who else. There are lots of comedians. Robert, Robert, well, Robert Klein had already been, was kind of established at that point, right? Oh yeah. Robert Klein. And, oh, Robert Klein and I worked together a lot. We did like three or four shows last year and he's so nice. He's, he's so great. Funny. He's great. Yeah. You, so we, we worked together last year, but it was just kind of uh, Robert, Robin Williams and Billy Crystal and all those people were in the clubs in the 80s and 90s. And that was the thing to be. And I, I turned out that 
I was in the right place at the right time because very often I'm in the the wrong place at the right time. <laughs> well, you were you did one of the Rodney Dangerfield Young Comedian specials. I remember that. Yep, me too. I did, and you know what, Rodney? I sold my first joke to Rodney, and then um, it was very. I couldn't say it today because it was um, a she's so fat joke, and and nobody you can't say fat. In fact, I have the word fat in my act now, and I've changed it to delicious because. <laughs> You're not allowed to say fat. So that was that's the big change I've had to make in my act whenever. Because I call, you know, because I always think I'm fat because I was at ballerina. And, you know, you have to be able to walk through a fence to be a ballerina. <laughs> so um, I was always considered myself on a diet and too fat. But now I, I just say I, I'm delicious. Well, well, you know, it's it's funny because we were talking to the comedian Greg Warren, and, and he works um, clean. And you do as well. And, and Jerry does. And it... And uh, um, it, it, there is a uh, these days. There's a lot of extra work that needs to go into, you know, fashioning jokes that that really work well that way. Because it's it's easy to to punch a joke with a you know with an expletive and get a laugh. But you know, it, it's 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 a double edged sword. You have people who because they think you're that way, even though they don't know that your com- comedies can be very biting and 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 is, is sharp. Do do you have a feeling that people go, well, she's a clean comic. I don't want to see her. Yeah, but I don't care. Don't yeah. come. <laughs> no. You don't give a damn. Because I'm going to be who I'm going to be no matter what. Yeah. And it just suits me. And I think people who swear can be really, really funny. Like there was nobody funnier than Sam Kinison. Yeah. And he was on the Rodney Dangerfield special with me. And Bob Saget was known to, to mm. work a little off color. He was hysterically funny, as are a lot of people. But that's who they are, and that's natural for them. It's just not natural for me. So that one thing that people know when you're a comedian is if you come on, and you're wearing a mask, and you're pretending you're something you're not. Right. And it just always does it. If it doesn't ring true, they're not going to like it. And I have to be true to myself, so that's what I do. It's not that I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm judgmental about anybody else who does it, but no. that's I think everybody should be who they are. That's what makes comedy comedy. Uh, Rita, you you do have a history with Philadelphia. You would play here in the in the nineteen eighties and earlier the portion comedy of your career. Works. I yeah, used to take my train. I <laughs> took the train up from. It was one of my first jobs. Steve Young at the Comedy Works, and I I loved it. And that's when I was still dressing like like a Jewish cowgirl um, <laughs> because. I would wear my fringe jackets because my husband was the one who said, Rita, why, cause why don't you wear a gown? Because he, he was a producer of comedy shows, and he hired me. And then I slept with him, and we got married. <laughs> and I said, it used to be a um, love story. Now it's a lawsuit. But we've been married for 35 years. And he's the one who said, why don't you wear something pretty? Because if people don't like the jokes, they'll like the dress. Yeah, so, it's true. Yeah, so I started wearing gowns on my special, and it kind of became, that kind of became a hook, because he said, I don't want to be married to a comedian without a hook. Get a hook. So that was my hook. <laughs> well, it worked. I wore a dress. <laughs> Do you have, any, you have any fond memories of the city, of Philadelphia, or anything that stands yes, out? Yes, I stayed in this hotel that okay. was so interesting, <laughs> because it was obviously a hotel that had been renovated, and it used to be um, rented by the hour. Because it was the smallest room I'd ever been in. I really couldn't open the door fully. I had to shimmy out the door because there was a bed and a sink. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And then the bathroom, the rest of it was down the hall. And it was the it was very very and when you know you walk on the floors and they squeak and the boards were kind of uneven and it was really really fun but I always found everything like that fun 
And that's what I think, you know, if you're finding what you do fun, keep doing it. And if it's not fun, don't do it anymore. That's what I tell my daughter. But I'd also like her at some point to earn a dollar. Right, right, right. right. Well, you know, you mentioned your husband is Martin Bergman. And uh, he is, uh, as you said, he's he's worked in comedy. And you guys have written a couple of screenplays together. You've you've done your share of, uh, of film work. And I, I have to ask if this is accurate. I don't know. And I've seen this movie many times. And I'm trying to put two and two together because it's a classic cult Skateboard movie, Gleaming the Cube. Are you in Gleaming the Cube? Yes. Really? Wait, what? <laughs> yes. What are you in? I have, I have two lines in Gleaming the Cube. Somebody saw me at a club, and that's another thing. I try to always say yes to things that, that I'm scared of except for skiing. And um, I, he said, would you be in this movie? And I said, yes. And then I was in this movie, Gleaming the Cube. And I was somebody's mother. That's all I remember. And I was in a kitchen playing Scrabble or a game. And I said some things. Yes. But I didn't write that. The first movie Martin and I wrote is a movie that also became a, a cult favorite called Peter's Friend. Yes. It's, uh, a, it's a very good movie. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one people should see. You, you guys work well together, clearly. Well, he, that was really Martin's friends, because Martin um, went to Cambridge and had all these friends in the Footlights, uh, which is the famous comedy club in, um, from, in Cambridge. And those were all of his friends that we did the movie with. So you, we, we had a little bit of um, an inside, inside uh, track to that one, because Martin and Emma Thompson grew up together in England. So we said, and they needed a script, because Emma and Ken at that point we're staying with us oh this is such a good story and ken needed a script because he had a house he wanted to make a movie in and martin said let's write this movie that we've been thinking about and we stayed up for a week all night and we showed it to ken and he liked it and then we made the movie so and that was a, that's such a really easy road compared to what you have to go through to make a movie in hollywood so real inst- real estate inspired this movie pardon the, the real estate the, the house access to the oh, house yeah, the real yeah. yeah, because he said, I really want to make a movie in this house. <laughs> that's, pre- that's pretty wild. So so um, obviously now you're, you're, you're touring and, and you, you, you do, uh, but you also do a lot of the theater stuff as well. That's another passion of yours, correct? Uh, serious? Me? No. Uh, no, theater. Theater, writing. Theater. Oh, yeah. yes, theater, because sometimes this line is spicy. Yes, uh, Martin and I just wrote another play. We've written four plays together, and we did it at Where I Live, which is um, Laguna, uh, Laguna Playhouse, which is in California on the beach. And we did another play before that that transferred off Broadway in New York. And um, so we just we keep busy. We have a new project, a new TV project that I can't talk about yet because it's still in the infant stages. But um, that's very exciting. And then I'm still doing my act, which I really love to do. It's so much fun. Well, um, this- again, I w- I'm in the woods in Connecticut, and then tonight I'm somewhere in um, New Jersey. I'm not sure where because somebody has to take me because I'll never find it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm coming to Live Casino in Philadelphia, which is going to be so exciting because I love it. Because when you go to a casino, they'll change a hundred. <laughs> no, they will change a hundred. <laughs> the, the ATMs always give out hundreds. Uh, uh, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you this: that room over there at the, at the casino is a is a wonderful room. Uh, so you're you're going to have a great time. Well, anywhere else, if you change, you say we well, change a hundred, they look at you like you're a bank robber. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. In a casino, they go, "Do you want it in nickels?" Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the show is tomorrow night at eight o'clock, and it's at Live Casino, and you can uh, get tickets for Rita Rudner at Philadelphia livecasinohotel.com and you didn't need any coffee at all, Rita. You're wide awake <laughs> yeah. this morning, so we thank you for being up early and giving us a call today. Thank you very, very, very much. I'm going to go back to bed. All right. Thank you. We love you. Thank you, Rita Rudner, guys. Take care, Rita. She's awesome. They're cleaning the cube. Uh, I did not know that.
about uh, Gleaming the Cube. And then what was the other movie she mentioned, Steve? I was not familiar with that. God. Peter, what did she say? It, I remember seeing it. It was like a mainstay on cable, and it's perfect. What is the hell? And I remembered it when she said it. P- Peter's Friends. Peter's Friends. So she wrote it with her husband. She's uh, There's a couple of movies that she's written. I remember that getting very good reviews, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, but, um, yeah, as stand-up-wise, a lot of times people will sort of say, oh, that, you know, not dismiss her, but the comedians, I, who, comedians who know she, her stuff is is sharp and I it's, it's really yeah. well written. She, and and her delivery is right. kind of like this when she's on stage and you know and she just said, she had her own thing. I yes, and, which was and, smart. And yeah, agreed. Yeah, and, and uh, was uh, I, I, I think sharp is a good word for it. I thought her comedy was very sharp. All right, well, listen. With the end of that interview, I'd like to give something away. Then we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and beat file and a bunch of other things. But we have a screening. Of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, the fight, the final Guardians yes. next Wednesday, and it's going to be at seven p.m. at the Regal Warrington, and Casey's going to be here. Hey. How about that? Hey. So, <laughs> we'll we'll take callers ten, eleven, and twelve, and we will give you pairs of tickets two one five two six three WMMR. The movie doesn't open until May fifth. And if you want another chance to win, you can text the word GALAXY to 39333, and we'll send you a link, and you might win that way as well. And if you don't win past our advanced screening, uh, you can visit Rothman Roller Rink in Dilworth Park Wednesday, May 3rd, 4 to 6 p.m., is a Guardians of the Galaxy-themed skate that's taking place. That's all very cool. And they're saying that this is um, this is epic and funny and touching and uh, all the things that uh, James Gunn and uh, the Guardians universe has delivered so far. So. Awesome. That was, to, to me, that was probably the biggest surprise of the, of the Marvel Universe because I had never heard of any of that crew, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, and it turned out to be just one of my favorites of the bunch. Uh, and I'll tell you what. Uh, again, the funeral scene at the end of Guardians uh, Two. Oh yeah, is oh, yeah. might be for me the most emotional mm. moment of any of the Marvel movies. No kidding, that's just beautiful. Okay, well, let's get you on those uh, uh, the tickets two one five two six three WMMR. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to the bizarre file, and then we'll have another chance of winning a thousand dollars and MMR tickets with concert cash. We'll be right back. This weekend, MMR celebrates our birthday, and it's no jive. We're 55. 55. 55. And because of that, we're rolling out the Big Five. Big five-song blocks from the biggest and best MM artists from the past 55 years. Bands like Pearl Jam, ACDC, Foo Fighters, Van Halen, and more. Sit back and enjoy the rock, the roll, and everything in between. 55, 55, 55. Thanks, Philly, for 55 rockin' years. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Question, are we are we done with traffic? We are done. Okay, all right, fair enough. We can do the Bizarre File now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Brought to you by PGW, powered by BGW, actually. Improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with the PGW Energy Sense rebate. Up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. You can learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. A story out of, this is horrifying, out of Australia. A man who hunted a random teenage girl like an animal uh, through an Ipswich supermarket trying to kill her with a bow and arrow. 
has been jailed for ten and a half years. Benjamin Burke pleaded guilty to the attempted murder of a 15-year-old girl. This took place in 2020, but the sentencing just happened. Uh, During a sentencing hearing, Prosecutor Matt Legrand told the Supreme Court that the girl suffered hand and torso injuries during a premeditated and purposeful act by Burke. Uh, She was hunted like an animal around the store, he said. Mr. Legrand told the court that the incident had... Taking place after Bork had decided that he wanted to end his life at the hands of authorities. He said that, uh, I keep saying Bork, and it keeps reminding me of the Swedish chef, and I can't get it on there when I'm saying it. Bork, Bork, Bork. Uh, he said that Bork believed that uh, he could achieve this by killing a stranger and causing public panic. So the death by cop is what he was looking for. Yeah, yeah, but he did it in a pretty weird way. There are other ways that yes, he could have gone about this. The court heard that the 28-year-old had armed himself with a compound bow, five arrows, and backup weapons, including three small sledgehammers and two knives, and left his home dressed in all black and donning a full face mask. The court heard that Bork began walking the streets searching for a victim. Bork. and. The- a video of his journey was playing to the court and showed him first shooting an arrow at an indigenous woman who had been jogging, but the arrow missed. The court heard that he had initially targeted her for racial reasons, but did not continue to pursue her as he thought that there would be more witnesses at the shops. Uh, his security video showed his final stop at the supermarket where he approached the 15-year-old outside as she was locking up her bike. He removed his mask and said, I'll let you see who I am first. And then he aimed the bow toward her face and released the arrow. Deep. Um, the shot missed. The girl quickly retreated inside. But he chased behind her and began a persistent and protracted four-minute attack on her. The footage from inside the store shows Bork stalking the panicked girl as she tried to run and hide from him uh, between the aisles. Uh, it showed uh, Bork shooting the girl three more times, on one occasion striking her with the arrow, going through her cell phone case, and then piercing her hand and torso. Uh, Bork continued to stalk the injured girl, this time holding one of the hammers, but he was eventually tackled and detained by bystanders and arrested by police shortly after. It's like wild? a horror movie. Yeah. yeah, hunting her for real. So, wow. um, We used to have the Bork Bork thing. I, I don't know no where that is. That is. Bork, right. Bork. Uh, so, yeah, he's going out for 10 years. I don't that's, care how happy-go-lucky he is in the kitchen. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> When Lorraine Fuller and her husband bought their Apsley, Ontario property over 15 years ago, it was brimming with wildlife thanks to the wetlands that made up their backyard. But seemingly overnight, this huge pond was drained with no animals in sight. Uh, Since it's a 100-acre lot, Fuller said that they bought an amphibious vehicle that could take them from one side of the property to the other uh, out on the water. Uh, And he said, here we are now in April and it's gone. All the water is gone. The family frequently uses the property uh, throughout the year. Fuller says that and adds that he hadn't noticed anything unusual over the winter. About two weeks ago, on April 8th, Fuller said their husband uh, thought that he noticed the water level looked extremely low, but added that a half inch of snow and ice likely hid everything, so they left without investigating. They said, we went up on the 22nd to discover no water and something that appeared like a moon surface. Is that, could it be a sinkhole? Well, the formerly pristine wetland was held intact by a massive beaver dam oh. on a neighboring property that was constructed decades ago. Wow. She said, it's probably been there for the better part of 100 years and created this pond. So the actual dam that was compromised is huge. The dam was a, about eight feet high. 
and it now looks like about a six-foot chunk was taken out of the dam. How it was destroyed remains a mystery. Uh, Fuller's in the process of trying to figure out what exactly happened and to try and get it rebuilt as soon as possible, adding that she's reached out to the municipality. (laughs) Beaver dams are typically built to ensure a food supply and offer enough water to protect its home from potential predators. Uh, But over time, the beaver will abandon its home once the food supply has been exhausted or the beaver dies. And that may have once ha- what uh, that may have been what happened. Once the pond is drained, the area looks devastated. All the flora and fauna that was dependent on the pond is now without a home. So I didn't know that's why beavers built the dam was yeah. to create a food uh, source essentially. Yeah. So that, you know, there's fish and everything that they can go after. I, I, guess. I watched a Nat Geo special on this, uh, and Preston, uh, the these structures are astonishing, like you just described. I mean, huge, elaborate. Yeah. And the the beaver, as long as it's there, will maintain it. Yes. So, so that's what they do. And if the beaver goes away or dies, then there's nowhere there to maintain it, and it eventually falls into disarray. There's a fun fact for you. Most ponds and lakes are temporary. They, uh, uh, over the course of time, they will eventually either huh. be drained or something like this will happen, and they will uh, work their way down towards the ocean. Damn! All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, story from Spain. We had an email from somebody yes. in Spain this morning. Uh, Andreas Canto was 14 years old when he got into a minor argument with his parents who refused to let him wear a tracksuit to go out into the <laughs> local village. In retaliation... I want to look like a 70-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> In retaliation, the teen stayed at home and picked up his grandfather's pickaxe, taking out his frustration by angrily attacking the ground in the garden. Well, eight years on, and a small hole in the grass has turned into a large underground cave structure with steps leading down to a structure com- uh, compromi- uh, comprising of a living room and a bedroom. So out of a fit of anger, he started building an underground literal man cave. Yeah, so since it's been kitted out with Wi-Fi speakers and a coal stove. I want one of those. Andreas said, uh, in the last few years, I've extended the main uh, room by lowering the ground level by uh, another half meter. I also started to dig a new tunnel about a half meter deep to start a new room. He said, during the pandemic, I made great strides in the cave. <laughs> no no doubt. But now I have less time to spend on it. I only dedicate four hours a week to dig the cave. It's uh, a cave, dig. It's a spacious floor plan with comfortable camping chair for chilling and a mirror on the wall for getting ready, as well as drinks to keep him energized. A couple of steps have been constructed to lead Andreas even deeper underground, where his new room will soon be dug out. The cave takes up approximately five square meters of the garden. Wow. And is five meters below the surface. That's fairly deep. Yeah, 15 feet. Yeah. Uh, In the rest of the garden, Andrea's family have have a pond and a water fountain, though much of the space is taken up by tools and equipment. Uh, The student previously said that they had no idea what initially sparked the idea of digging a hole at his family home, but he's doing it anyway. I've always been sort of uh, envious of people who uh, will live in those old missile silos or, you know. It seems something pretty cool. Uh, We were talking about gleaming the cube earlier, and at one point there is, uh, he is in a, what seemed like a... uh, like a bunker of some oh, sort. Like a bomb was, shelter? A bomb shelter yeah, yeah, yeah. in his basement. I, you know, I saw that movie what, in the early 90s, and I was like, oh, I want one of those. That, it's the, the, the famous Rita Rudner movie. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. So we have about four minutes before uh, we need to get the concert uh, keyword, so we're not going to break until we do that. It'd be, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, I, um, I can kill a little bit of time if you guys want. Okay. All right. You're the time killer. Uh, I went to... You're all the time killer now. A dog. <laughs> 
Uh, it's kind of a man now, dog. A pretty decent development in my life yesterday. Uh, I went to Bucks County. Whoa. Ah. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and I and I left. Where'd Bucks, you go specifically? I left Bucks County happier than when I went in. Are we and, uh, talking potential moving plans? Uh, no, God, no. By the no. way, notice someone's absent while this yeah, admission is taking place. Where it really hit the most. I Kathy's not make, here. I needed to make sure she wasn't here when I said this. <laughs> okay. So I, I sent a picture to Connor, and I wanted Connor to put the picture up in the uh, in the studio real quick. Okay, we're looking at Casey, who's sitting on a tractor, uh, a uh, a riding lawnmower with his feet up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, did you buy that? That's mine. Oh it. man, wow. that's mine. I went to Paul B. Moyer and Sons, and uh, and I and I got a Husqvarna riding lawnmower. Uh, you've always wanted one. I have. You've and, always wanted one. And so I've been mowing my lawn for years and years now. And but walking's for suckers. Well, listen, I, there, there's a lot of it that I don't mind walking, but yeah. there are parts of my lawn that are that are really a pain in the ass. Right. And then and then also when it comes to July and August, especially July, it's very, very taxing. And, and I know a lot of people are listening. Go, you pussy. <laughs> uh, so uh, I did this. I, I sold my Vespa scooter. Uh, you did? I did. Yes. Oh, you didn't oh, know that? No. Yeah, you told us a, a little while ago. Yeah, I sold my Vespa scooter uh, about a month ago. Okay. And uh, and I took some of that money and uh, and I I bought a riding may, lawnmower. May I ask if, yeah. if they're comparable in price? No. No, no, no. So, how, if uh, 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 higher or lower than what you'd pay for a Vespa? Uh, oh, lower. Okay, lower. that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. assume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also sold my Vespa for less than what I bought it for. But I also owned it for you know right. over a decade or whatever. And you're so. a superstar, and, and that gives it value, right? So, uh, but these guys, so Paul B. Moyer, they're, they're you know clients of the radio station. There's a guy in our picture. You're looking at Jake Moyer. Uh, he's been listening to the Preston and Steve show for years and years and years. And like, he was uh, like laying brick and all He's like, dude, we used to listen to you guys. And, and now he, you know, works there, but he's like, dude, we listened all day long. Like uh, starting at like 17 years old. He we love there that. Busting his ass and stuff like that. Yeah. That's so, awesome case. Uh, yeah. So these guys have, you know, they're clients of the station. And so I wanted, I wanted to go up there and, and support and support and, you know, spread some love and. Uh, and I also wanted to talk to somebody who I felt like I could trust. I'm like, listen, what do I need? You know what I mean? I'm like, I- I'm not sitting on a you know acres and acres of property or whatever, right. so I don't need to go overkill. So I didn't buy too much, too little. Will you have the ability to put a blade on the front of that for snow? Yes. Yeah. Are we even going to get any snow? You know, we got well, zero snow this week. Still week. take it as a win. Yeah. Take it as a win. And if you, listen, the year we do get it, and these things are cyclical. I am thrilled with what we just went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we, every bit of a possibility will get pounded next season. So, Casey, when we lived in Phoenixville, we had a, a riding mower. And Did you it, love it? I loved it. It was fun to drive around. There was one time where I needed to, uh, I, I can't remember why, but I needed to fill up the tank. Maybe I didn't have a car at the time where, so I drove the riding mower <laughs> to, the to the gas station to fill it, it up. And then came back. And it, But, like, it's... Believe it or not, it makes cutting the grass kind of fun. Yeah. Well, so that's the other thing. Now, I think all three of my children will want to cut the lawn. Yeah. But the rule is because no. there's there's parts of the lawn that you're gonna you have to cut with the with the push mower. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you have to you have to edge it with the with the um, edge mower with the edge mower. No, with the with the weed whacker. So listen, is if you want to do this, you have to do all of it. You don't just get to have all the fun and, and none of the work that goes along with it. But are you uh, going to put a spoiler on it? No, maybe. Okay. I don't know. No, I definitely want to put. I'm putting a bagger on it. Um, rims? Uh, no, no, it doesn't need rims. It comes with all. But I'm telling you, man. 
uh, when Jake was giving me all, like the tutorial and everything, yeah. I'm like, this thing is way more involved. Like when when I was in high school, we had a riding lawnmower. It looked it literally looked like the one that Forrest Gump rides. Right. And all you had to do is you you turn it on and you went. This one, it's like you got to engage the blade and you got to right. do this. You got to make sure turbines the parking, to speed. Yeah, you got to make sure the parking brakes off and you you know like all sorts of stuff. Sonic disruptors. Sonic dis- <laughs> yeah. 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 Attention. Yeah. Activate sonic disruptors. Lawn mowing can commence. So I just killed enough time, and I wanted to thank uh, Jake and Mike right. and Paul B. Moyer. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you so much. It's going to be a hell of a summer. It is. All right. <laughs> I, I want to see video of you. Yeah. Right. Oh, you will. Oh, I, you will. Uh, let's do this. MMR's Concert Cash. Now, here's your Concert Cash keyword. The word is inform. I-N-F-O-R-M. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that on the contest page at WMMR.com. You can also do it at the MMR app or text it to the special contest short code number. We have 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMR BQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets for that are on sale now, and winners will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you do answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. For MMRBQ details, text FINALLY 39333 for a link to the information. Sponsored by Mikey. I'll give you that word again. It is INFORM, I-N-F-O-R-M, so make sure you enter that right now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, giving more stuff away, lesson question, trash and music news coming up next. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thursday morning, the Preston and Steve Show. We're almost at No Sad Bro Friday. Yeah, So, so close. Uh, we had a little tease of a little party down the road. Speaking of No Sad Bro Fridays, definitely zero sad to be had uh, when it comes to that Friday of Memorial Day weekend. We will be at Keenan's Irish Pub. Yeah. It is the official opening of the Jersey Shore. It's sponsored by Coors Light. North Wildwood is where we will be Friday, May 26th. An annual event. It'll be an 18th live broadcast from there. And it will be the 25th year celebration of the Preston and Steve show. So we hope that you'll be there for a little anniversary celebration. I have to imagine the Pope will be coming in for that. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see if he's interested. We'll I mean, certainly we, extend We created Pope Bot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, listen to our show each Friday leading up to the event. We'll have a chance for you to win some goodies. Today we gave away some VIP passes, uh, cut the line passes, a, a booth, a special table, bucket of Coors Light, case of Coors Light. Uh, you can click events at WMMR.com for complete details. And it's from Coors Light made to chill at the Jersey Shore. Please enjoy Coors Light. Response. You're going to have a hell of a story on that. I know we will. So make sure that you uh, note that on your calendar. Friday, May 26th is when the broadcast and party takes place. All right. So we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to the 2023 Ardmore Outdoor Spring Beer Festival, which is going to be Saturday, May 13th. And the question that I'll ask is this I like this. After suspected Haiti gang members, 
were stoned and then set on fire. The crowd relaxed with which refreshing beverages? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Uh, after the uh, suspected Haiti gang members were stoned and then set on fire, the crowd relaxed with which refreshing beverages? It was uh, uttered a little bit after 8 o'clock this morning. And if you heard it and you remember it, you know the answer. Call now, 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's is freezing up the flavor for your next coffee fix uh, with their new cold brew frozen coffee. And you can sink your straw into the perfect pick-me-up with three great flavors, mocha, caramel, and cold brew. So get yours today. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, troubled former Drake and Josh star Drake Bell claiming that internet trolls are literally going to kill him Bell later clarified the statement, saying he was speaking figuratively when he said literally and was literally figurative. Oh, oh my God. 73-year-old American Idol judge and music legend Lionel Richie says he's confident that his daughter Sophia's new husband, Elliot Grange, is not the controlling type. Said Lionel, quote, Elliot is so spineless that his shoulders rest on his ass. Hey! And finally, Paris Hilton announcing she's kicking off her music career again with a live concert event on June 7th in Los Angeles. Hilton says that people have been begging her, but she's going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the Hollywood track. All right, we'll see if uh, we can find the answer to this. After the suspected Haiti gang members were stoned and then set on fire, the crowd relaxed. Relaxed with which refreshing beverages? 215263 WMMR. Uh, Jay is the guy who's going to take a shot at it. Hey, Jay. Morning, bud. How you doing? Good, man. All right. So, after the suspected gang, Haiti members, gang, after the suspected Haiti gang members were stoned and then set on fire, the crowd relaxed with which refreshing beverages? Mojitos. Mojitos. That's correct, Jay. Hang on, bud. We're going to set you up. Got a pair of tickets uh, for the 2023 Ardmore Outdoor Spring Beer Festival, Saturday, May 13th at uh, Shuffle Plaza. And you can enjoy live music and 50-plus craft brews, 20-in-one drink, all ages, ages to hang. Uh, tickets are on sale now. VIP packages include an hour pre-fest uh, indoors at Ardmore Music Hall, and it's hosted by Pierre Robert. And tickets and giveaways for the Hooters sold out shows that weekend as well. Uh, text Beer Fest to 39333 and we'll send you a link to all the information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Brought to you this morning by Shock IT. Unfortunately, it's not a question of if your business will be hit by cyber attack. It's a question of when. Be prepared by protecting your business with shockit.com. That's shockit.com. We'll start with this. We'll start with this. U2. U2 has added uh, seven new dates onto the upcoming U2 UV Octung Baby Live at the Sphere in Vegas. Uh, The newly added dates are October 11th, 13th, 14th, 18th, 20th, 21st, and 25th. Uh, For verified fan presale info, uh, you can check out Ticketmaster.com. Um, and The Edge spoke about their upcoming Vegas in a uh, Vegas stand in a statement which said the beauty of Sphere is not only the groundbreaking technology that will make it so unique uh, with the world's most advanced audio system integrated into a structure which is designed with sound quality as a priority. Uh, it's also the possibilities around immersive experience in real and imaginary landscapes. 
In short, it's a canvas of an unparalleled scale, an image resolution, and a once-in-a-generation opportunity. The hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, we all thought about it and decided that we'd be mad not to accept the invitation. I can't wait to see what they do with yeah. this place. Because it does look very cool. I'm intrigued what they yeah. can do with that that globe-shaped um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, venue. It should be pretty wild. Chester Bennington, uh, his son, 21-year-old Draven, <clears throat> has released a debut single. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's called F With Me. And he's using a moniker uh, which is pronounced Reverend. R-V-R-N-D is how that's spelled, all capital letters. Uh, the track, which is featured in Paramount Plus's new music docuseries, Family Legacy, was mixed and mastered by Jay Baumgartner, who worked with Chester on both Lincoln Park and Gray Days. Uh, Reverend will release its debut EP in August, by the way. Uh, the ears of Van Halen fans have perked up after Michael Anthony revealed that the vault doors to the band's archives are slowly being opened. Anthony said there's a movement, and we're digging back in the stuff. Obviously, there's a lot more stuff that uh, Ed's 5150 Studio has. A lot of stuff. Wolfie and Alex will start going through there, uh, seeing what there is, and there's a ton of stuff. He said we are starting a bunch of the reissue stuff with the Sammy years, uh, with all his albums, and the first one that will come out will be right here right now, the live album uh, that we did in 1992. Hopefully, we'll be following up. Uh, doing Roth stuff, too. Who knows? Regarding live soundboard recordings, uh, Michael Anthony admitted, we used to record every single show. That was uh, just for the band so that we could critique ourselves after every show. And this went on for a few years. Like the first few tours, we would record almost every show. And he added that uh, he has tapes in his collection that are, quote, almost album quality. So there's a oh, lot. that's interesting. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. And then finally, Freddie Mercury's former girlfriend and lifelong friend, Mary Austin, is auctioning off around 1,500 items uh, from the late Queen Singer's London home. So as depicted in the movie, right, his his lifelong friend. That's correct. He died in 1991 and had left his house and his contents to Austin in his will. Uh, The items in the auction, which will take place in September, are expected to sell for an approximate $7.4 It'll probably be way more Oh, God, yeah. Uh, The auction items will be displayed around the world in the coming months. Uh, Mary said, for many years now, I have had the joy and privilege of living surrounded by all the wonderful things that Freddie sought out and so loved. But the years have passed, and the time has come for me to take the difficult uh, decision to close this very special chapter in my life. Freddie was an incredible and intelligent collector who showed us that there is beauty and fun and conversation to be found in everything. I hope the upcoming events will be an opportunity to share all the many facets of Freddie, both public and private, and for the world to understand more about and celebrate his unique and beautiful spirit. Uh, Sotheby's, uh, the show, it says the showings will take place between June and September. Uh, New York, June 1st to the 8th, L.A., 14th to the 18th, and then they'll go to Hong Kong and London after that. Interesting. Yep. I would be curious to see what that stuff yields. Yeah, and what items there are. Yeah. There's got to be some really interesting things. All right, and that is all that I have. Uh, in music news for you. We have a final break we're going to take. We'll come back in a second. We will bring you up to speed on the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and we'll get the hell out of here and let Pierre do his magic. We'll be right back. Finally. How we doing, MMRBQers? MMRBQ 2023, starring Shinedown. 
This is Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, including Aaron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, Tiger Cup, and MMR's local shots artist, Vixen 77. Plus, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to all the details. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. A Thursday morning. And a fruitful morning of that. We had announcements. We gave lots of stuff away. And uh, just moving into a weekend, which is always a beautiful sensation. As we are wrapping for the day, though, we have some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. People always die at the end of the show. I know. Um, Jerry Springer died. That's sad to hear. Absolutely. Jerry Springer, 79 years old, um, and initial reports say it was a, it was a brief illness. There's uh, some, maybe some uh, unanimous, or uh, I'm sorry, anonymous sources or maybe family sources say that it could have been um, a pancreatic cancer, which is terrible to hear. But You've got to believe at a funeral for Jerry Springer. You have to do this. You would have to yeah. hear this. Um, and can you imagine if if they had some kind of open uh, service where cat people from the from the show of years past showed up for that? That could be one hell of a funeral. It'd be it'd be astonishing if you did sort of have him lying in state. And allow people to, you know, progress past the uh, the coffin. Yeah, yes. maybe have a fight for old times. Everything sake or throw something a chair. Like that. Steve Wilkos could show up and toss right. people out. He's got his own show now. Um, and you have the um, um, he's doing that. He's doing or was doing a judge show himself. Yeah. Well, that's sad. And yeah. he, uh, we we talked to him several times throughout the years. It's always a great conversation. And you know what? As 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 big of a train wreck as that show was. I did always enjoy his final thoughts. Yeah, which was sort uh, of know. meant to sort of validate the carnage that went before it. Yeah, and, uh, and it was, you know, like, really, dude, you're saying that yeah. after that just happened? But hug each other. And but remember I, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love each other. Yeah, well, be good to yourself yeah. and each other was, it was the, 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 the tagline. Nothing is worth fighting about. Right. He was in studio twice. I remember yeah. he danced with Kathy. It was right after his Dancing with the Stars. Now, that I don't remember. Well, yeah. uh, and, wow. He was also in Chicago. Remember, he played, he had a run. Oh. Yeah, he had the, uh, I think the, he did the, the, it's kind of the celebrity thing to do is yeah. be in the cast of Chicago. Chicago! Yeah. Chicago! I'll never forget, it was like the same, within a week or two, that Brian May was in our studio and Jerry Springer. And when Brian May was here, there was only one or two people that came by. It was like um, Sean from uh, Now at the Keswick okay. and maybe like Rockstar Rob. And then when Jerry Springer was here, you, the entire radio station <laughs> was down here. <laughs> we had a packed studio. We have, we, have a, we have a man who has been knighted now yeah. and uh, is one of the all-time greats in the world of rock music. And everybody wanted to see Jerry Springer. Uh, um, well, that's sad news. That's sad news to pass along. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow. Real quick, though, I would like to thank uh, Scott Keenan for coming by. Yeah. Uh, Keenan's Irish Pub in North Wildwood will be the place to be Friday, May 26th, as our official opening of the Jersey Shore Party and our 25th anniversary. Scott! 
celebration Yay. is taking place, and uh, we hope that you will be there. And it's sponsored by Coors Light, and uh, you can find the information on events at WMMR.com. Thanks to Cuz Anthony Gargano. NFL draft night tonight, Pierre's night, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, and he was uh, here to talk about all that good stuff, and he even, you know, admits what a circus it's become, but... Uh, you can catch him on The Fanatic as well. And uh, Rita Rudner yeah! was on the show, too. Rita is at the Event Center at Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia tomorrow night. Tickets are available, and you can go to philadelphia.livecasinohotel.com to get those. And, yes, Pierre is indeed here. Hey, man. Um, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, I have a traffic piece of information. Okay. Uh, for those heading... Westbound on the Schuylkill towards King of Prussia, uh, it's massively backed up. Oh, no. Um, so um, if you can avoid sure. getting on that, going of that way. Why not? Is that the way you have to go? Yeah. Of course. And I got to go to King of Prussia. And I'm really tired. And... Uh, it's There was some kind of accident somewhere around Gladwin, and Jeez. like two or three police cars were blocked. looked like they were blocking all the lanes. Now, I'm not the official traffic reporter. No. But uh, it was solidly backed up well beyond Balakin when going good. towards the city. So, yeah, okay. Uh, just uh, passing that piece of trivia. Thank you. On. No, my pleasure. News you can use. Information. Go back roads. Yeah. Or hike. Ooh. This uh, text. <laughs> this text that came in says that 76 West is closed at wow. Wow. 336 wow. Pierre. So um, we'll dig into it. So we got a scoop on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. Oh, there were two police cars blocking. At least both of the lanes. Um, so, it, and I thought I saw smoke rising, but you couldn't see everything with the dividers between. So, just be on the lookout. All right, good news or not good news, yeah, but uh, good to you know that news. Good that I brought the news. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, letter of the day. Here we go, ma'am. Okay. Kristen and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show brought to you today by the letter. Z, as in Zappa Zappa Cool. A Z? We haven't had one of those in a while. All right, a four-pack of three-day weekend tickets and meet and greet with Papa Roach at the Bamboozle Festival, May 5th through the 7th at Baderfield in Atlantic City. Limp Bizkit, Papa Roach, Motionless and White, and 60 more bands. Uh, for tickets and information, go to bamboozlefestival.com. We'll give that away tomorrow, which is pretty awesome. Uh, what's coming up today, man? What are you laughing at? 60 bands. I know. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you imagine watching all 60? And someone will. Yeah. That's a lot of bands. That's a bit much. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the program today, we have many things. Um, we've got Concert Cash at noon and 3 p.m. We, uh, I've got that a new song from Graham Nash that I want to play, uh, which we will do before noon. Uh, we also have a conversation later this afternoon in the 2 o'clock hour with STP's uh, Robert DeLeo, the bass player, and one of the primary songwriters. Uh, he has a solo album out called Lessons Learned. Uh, also, we will have workforce blocks of uh, Pearl Jam and the B-52s for Kate Pearson's birthday today and Kiss for Ace Fraley's birthday. Mm, awesome. All right. Let me thank the sponsors of this program. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by the trusted experts since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber. Your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. You can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. Uh, tomorrow, a No Sad Bro Friday. Michael Rappaport stopping by. And uh, Joe Matarese will be here, too. So ah. 
couple of funny, fun guys will be joining us, and uh, we'll give some more stuff away, and you know the drill. That's it. We're done. Rage on, and have a great day. See you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com.